Hello, and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. <laughs> you okay? Okay. Uh, and this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week, we'll talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we'll compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week, we rewrite the script and try not to get angry as we break down the second film in the MCU Phase 1, The Incredible Hulk. Uh, Andrew, 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 hello, my friend. How are we doing? I'm good. Uh, were you uh, talking to me and, and... Yeah, I guess I should say Andrews, Andrews, because we have, uh, once again this week, we have Original Recipe uh-huh. Andrew. We have New Andrew. Hello, thank you for having me. Um, we are here. We are here, second week in the MCU. Yeah. Um, not as exciting as, as the first week. Um, no, no, not as exciting, but we're here. Um, I think we should just address this, because we might sound a little off. We have a little bit of an audience. <laughs> uh, ladies, say hi. Hello. That's, that is Ryan's uh, wife and uh, New Andrew's wife. Uh, my wife's not here because I'm not married. Uh, <laughs> She's non-existent. <laughs> what are you talking about? Which your is hand, fine. Your hand's right there. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have a little bit of an audience, so you might sound uh, people sound you sound a little nervous, and I think we know why. Uh, I just wanted to address it. I just wanted to address the, the fact that we're being in the watched. Room. The fact that we're being watched. Usually, we're in a corner of a room somewhere. Nobody thinks. It's nobody dark. Caring. There's no light. Yeah. It's a closet, right where your wife wants us. <laughs> Yeah. Huh. But uh, you know what? It feels like. But the Incredible Hulk would be fun. Yeah, this would be a good conversation. (laughs) This would be a good conversation. So we were really high last week. This movie feels like a dark closet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We were on a really big uh, high last week as we talked about the first Iron Man movie. Uh Uh, We were all in agreement. A really, really great uh, standout movie. A great way to kick off the MCU. Uh And they followed it up with a surefire hit another Hulk movie. (laughs) Um, In the same summer. Same literally a month later. Yeah. So is it literally a month later? It's literally oh, a month really? later. I thought it was yeah. July. No, it's it is a month later. So wow. um, yeah, they really came out. Uh, they came out swinging hard mm-hmm. with uh, this one. But yeah, this is uh, the the Incredible Hulk, the, the movie that I feel like is kind of the forgotten movie of the MCU. I think there. I think a, it's the Black Sheep of. Yeah, the MCU. there was a debate for a long time if this was even canon, canon. in the, in the yeah. MCU and. Uh, in recent years, they've come out and said, yes, it is. And in up- well, I have an upcoming argument. now... I, I have kind of an argument that in recent years, especially in the future, well, like with She-Hulk, but now coming into the future with uh, uh, New World Order, the new Captain America Captain movie, they're Ford. really starting to like embrace all the characters. Yeah. Like half the Incredible Hulk cast is coming back. They did that, that yeah. What If episode. Yeah, that, was, like, the what if episode. that was this movie, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, I think that this movie actually might have like the most staying power. Yeah. Out of any of the Phase 1 movies, certainly. Well, I feel like, th- though, that that's because it's the one that hasn't been explored. So, like, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. we can go back and actually touch on this stuff now. Similar to, like, Thor the Dark World got ignored for a really long time. And as they were wrapping up Phase 3, they are like, hey, we're going to make this the most important movie that we've done. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ryan has literally, I've literally heard him say they're fixing it about Thor the Dark World. I mean, World. they're trying to. It, yeah. Every time I bring it up and I make fun of the movie, he goes, they're fixing it. And uh, the shill dances again. So, <laughs> I, I I think they brought that. Was it the, was it the same writers on Thor: The Dark World as Endgame? No, that's your thing. They're the Captain America writers. The Captain America writers. Yeah. Okay. I think there was some connection between Thor: The Dark World and Endgame. Some sort of connection there, which is why they may have brought it back. Um, I just think it was a. They. I think they wanted to explain kind of the messiness of everything and like the fact that the stone in that movie wasn't stone like yeah, you know the they ether. kind of yeah they needed to kind of fix that and explain that 
you know. But yeah, I think I think there's a, a lot here in the Incredible Hulk that they can go back and like, oh look, we set up the leader, we can go back. And I think that eventually it's not just Thunderbolt Ross anymore. No, I think eventually these all these hanging plot points that people like to point out over the years, I think they are going to eventually go back to them. It's just going to be fifteen years later. <laughs> like, Fix them. You know, <laughs> me obviously. You know, with with this movie too, we have a big uh, casting change, right? This movie stars an actor who, uh, you know, is no longer in the MCU. Uh, uh, I would say uh, actor writer, <laughs> actor writer, <laughs> Mr. Edward Norton wrote this movie. I don't know if you know that. Wasn't credited. Didn't uh, didn't get his credit. Deserved his credit because, woo, is this a movie? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you know this. This is definitely, uh, and it's interesting too because. It, People like were so fast to criticize like some of the Spider-Man reboots, like Spider-Man Three to the Amazing Spider-Man, but Marvel did it pretty quickly too with the Hulk to the Incredible Hulk. It's only five years. Doesn't three yeah. Ang Lee's Hulk to doesn't eight the Incredible Hulk, and again there again I have a little bit of this in my fun facts, but again there was confusion over if this was a continuation a, a continuation of that. Of that. Yeah, like right. uh, I'm glad it's not. I was watching some. Very good. I was watching some of the uh, behind-the-scene features, and uh, Louis Louis Louterrier, the director of this movie, said he initially turned it down because he's like, "I don't want to make a second Hulk movie." <laughs> and they're like, "No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not it's a solo it's, project. Yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's not Ang Lee's Hulk too. Right, yeah, right. And I think that's part of the reason that they <clears throat> ixnade the uh, origin story. It's yes. a lot like how they handled Spider-Man, yeah. where they didn't bother showing us this, the origin story again in, in Homecoming. Yeah. Because there had been so many Spider-Man movies before. The origin was kind of the beginning of the movie in that montage, when yeah. the yeah. credits are rolling. Like again, they kind I, of show how we got to where we're at. I yeah. have some interesting information about that and how that came to be, and the decision mm. that was kind of made, and maybe that played a part or didn't play a part in the issues with... Can uh, you tell me now, is Edward, Edward, Edward Norton involved in that? Can you tell me that right now? <laughs> was Edward Norton involved in that? I bet he was. What From what I understand, um, a lot of his problems uh, didn't come with the writing of it. It came with the editing of it. Because I think all the oh, scenes really? that he rewrote... But he, sh- he showed up with... Oh, no, he wrote... Okay, that's he, true. He, yeah, no, I was no, going to no. say. He did show up with a he rewrote wrote, script, correct? He wrote this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I think a lot of stuff that he wrote, they, they cut out. And I think he was not happy about it. So so maybe they just filmed it to appease him on that day with no intention of using it? I have, Is that a yeah. possibility? I have a third section that's called... I said, sure, uh, sure, Ed, sure. I have a third <laughs> section when we get the fun facts and uh, all that. It's uh, editing and controversy oh, is, good. Uh, is my third I'm section. I'm really excited so, for that. So we, we'll be able to break down a little bit. It's not as big as you would think, but yeah. Uh, Edward Norton. Uh, I love him. Don't you love Edward Norton's performance in The Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really good. The way he just completely morphed into somebody else really blew me away, <laughs> as he always has in all of his movies. That's the other thing too. He even, um, cha- he even credited himself as Mark Ruffalo, which blew me away. I couldn't believe it. It was a bold choice. That's was a the bold other choice. thing too. And he's um, still doing it. Uh, uh, Ruffalo literally uh, addressing it in She-Hulk, being like, "Oh yeah, I was literally a different person back then." Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. So you know, I think they're. I think Marvel's come around on this a little bit. You know, I they're think. accepting it more than they ever have, <clears> which is nice to see. I just, I, I don't know. I just kind of watch. <laughs> It, it is the black sheep of the MCU. For a long time, they didn't want you to remember this movie. They, yeah. If they, you, if they wanted, if they wanted you to forget it, they would just they wouldn't talk about it. They wouldn't really speak about it. And it wasn't until I guess the Avengers when they were like, "Oh, Hulk's going to be in it," and everyone's like, "Oh," and it's a recast. And the only thing we really see is like Thunderbolt Ross and uh, kind of like the the rampage on Culver University, right? Like right. we see the Hulk like rampaging in like mm-hmm. some footage. And that's kind of it. And we don't even and get, that's kind of the we only don't get lost until Civil War. 
Ross isn't going to come back until Civil War. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. He's yeah. been oh, in wow. so many I things was, since then. Yeah. I, yeah. Like. I thought he was sooner. No, he does okay. not. That's what, Civil War was a big deal, I remember. But like, they do show footage from the yeah, Incredible yes. Hulk and Avengers, in, right? Like in, him uh, Well, in uh, Iron Man 2. With maybe Fury uh, sees it? In Iron Man 2, they show it. And I think they I think they real quick show it in Avengers 2. Avengers as well. Avengers mm-hmm. 1. Yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah. but no actual actors... From the movie, show up because it's right. Mark. It's Mark Ruffalo. Right, right. They recast, so no actual actors show up until William Hurt pops back up. And now, even now, now with his passing, we're getting a Harrison Ford. Another, uh, which is another maybe always a better choice. Yeah, I think it's probably yeah. the probably. The, I feel like the thing with the with. I feel like the thing at least so far with a lot of these Marvel recastings is they're making a better choice on the second turn. Like yeah. Yeah. Ruffalo's better than Norton. Cheadle's better than Howard. Uh, Ford is. And we haven't seen Ford's uh, Ross, but I'm sure I would it's imagine better. it's, better, sure than, it's better than William yeah. Hurt. Um, and which we interesting to see because I know um, as of the recording of this, there's kind of debate over if there will be a big uh, recasting in the MCU with uh, Kang. If they're going to have to recast oh, yeah. Kang yeah. with uh, Majors, yeah, yeah, he's got a lot going on right now. Yes, um, he does. I yeah. think his first court appearance is May. Yeah, I mean, you, is there any chance that they don't? I think that there's a high likelihood that the charges get dropped based off of how these things normally go. Yeah, but even if they get dropped, don't you think that Marvel would I think still... Marvel would have made it... If they if Marvel was deciding based off of just the misconduct, I feel like they would have done it already. I think they may be waiting to see what happens in May. I've heard from what I've... You know, just what from what I understand from what I've heard, the rumors I've seen online, is that apparently a lot of people are waiting on marvel to make the first move because he's got other projects right. down and uh, he's supposed to play dennis rodman and things like that apparently a lot of people are looking at marvel to kind of dictate how to handle the situation but i think i think why they haven't acted is because they don't want a james gunn situation Certainly. where they kicked him off yeah and then realized he's already been dropped by his pr and Magic yeah i mean but the that, fact came, that, but that came afterwards the fact that, that, that his, came out that came like a week afterwards which made me no nah, it came like sus- a month afterwards which yeah. made, that made me suspicious though because i was yeah. like oh a month has gone by and now they're dropping him it's almost like they found they something. found something and they were like oh we don't want to be involved with this yeah, well, those, maybe the, those text messages that they released as evidence to prove he's innocent we're not good. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I'll say is that for, for cases like this, you normally have... Um, it's good you're a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cases like this, you need a cooperating victim, number one. Yeah. You need, like, substantial injuries. Mm. Like, like substantial and recorded... And we, and we also haven't seen this woman... Right. That so, he, uh, that he yeah. uh, assaulted. And like, I, I will say it's classic victim stuff... To recant, right? It happens a lot, yeah. even when they are abused. So yeah. I don't know what happened. Right. But if you don't have a cooperating victim and you have a good legal team and there's somebody will like the other day that came out that the driver is going to testify. Yeah. About a completed story. They said story. they have footage of the woman. Yeah. After the event, supposedly right. took place without being all marked. this happens, hmm. and I I could see a DA dropping the charges. I could see the judge dismissing the charges, but it doesn't take that much. To get him arraigned either, so I guess we'll see. But I think I think uh, the problem isn't if he's guilty in court. I think it's if he's guilty in the court of public opinion. True. So I think if enough people are upset about it, and maybe that's what Marvel's waiting for, right? Yeah. Like let's say his charges are dismissed, and then he, uh, you know, people love it, and maybe they keep him. But if uh, charges mm. are dismissed and everybody hates him, maybe they still drop him. Yeah. Well, 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 the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> uh, let's. Get- I really like that legal rant you just went on, Sorry. but I think it is time to maybe 
Hey, man. Hey, man. Well, no, I just, because we're talking, the the thing about this movie is the recast. So I wanted to mention, you know, the recast of the MCU, Uh right? And this big thing that is looming. And and looks like it it very well could happen. So it will be interesting to... uh, to see what happens, but yeah. I just wanted I wanted to mention that I thought that'd be an interesting conversation. Yeah. But I guess because you're getting a little impatient, we can uh, <laughs> we can jump into this movie. It's, we're talking about the Incredible Hulk, and we're going all about <laughs> Jonathan Major's legal strategy. <laughs> Kang could have been in the background. Hey man, yeah, we don't know. They'll fix it. They're they're fixing it. Yeah, they're fixing it. They're fixing so, it. So uh, the Incredible Hulk uh-huh. release date June thirteenth, two thousand and eight. So, like I said... June 13th. Yeah, a little a little over a month after the release of Iron Man. So, uh-huh. they're pretty confident going into this. You know, we have the one-two hit. I mean, we literally get an appearance from Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. So, they're, they're riding the momentum of Iron Man pretty hard mm-hmm. into this movie, I think. doesn't have the same impact, I feel like, uh, or the same success. But I think that they... And again, at this point, nobody really well, knew... because it's so early. Yeah. Nobody knew what that there was that the Incredible Hulk did tie into... Iron Man. Nobody, right. nobody was really aware of that. Like, I, I was doing a little bit more research, and I saw that, like, I guess in 2006 at like some comic cons, Kevin Foggy did talk about how, like, yeah, they were going to make these movies, and like one day it could tie into an Avengers. But it's not like they came out and said, "Here's the Phase One slate. Here's what this is." I mean, literally, Edgar Wright was on that panel promoting Ant Man. Clearly, mm-hmm. that never happened. Yeah, so, like, it was a time when you could have Spider Man come out. Few years later, have a Hulk movie come out, and there's no connection. Yeah, so people just—I think a lot of people just assumed that there was no connection, right? You know, yeah. And I think I think if that was a little bit more known, then I feel like the movie would have maybe done a little bit better. But if you end Iron Man with the Avengers Initiative thing with Nick Fury, I don't it think feels like you could have expected something with this. One. I don't think a lot of people knew what the Avengers were at the time. I, I don't think that the name Avengers didn't hold the weight of like a Justice League. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that is true. Um, I didn't really think about that. Because, I, I, again, we kind of are like future eyes looking into the past and we're like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that, that makes sense. Although I think comic geeks, like really heavy oh, yeah. comic geeks mm-hmm. knew what the Avengers were and I think it was for them more. But, but um, that's... That's the thing is that the success... It still, is, it still isn't impactful yeah. when Robert Downey Jr. shows up. It's not as impactful no. as it The success be. of the MCU has always relied on the attendance of the general audience. The reason why it's so successful versus like the recent like DC movies, and I'm really not even trying to take a shot at the DC movies, is that those are getting comic book fans in, but a lot of the Marvel movies are getting a general audience in. Endgame doesn't hit $2 billion, being the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. If a casual audience who barely even have seen <laughs> yeah. the movies yeah. are going to see it. Right. So yes, like, you know, those comic book fans are there because they want to see the Hulk, they want to see this new adaptation, and they want to see if there's crossover. Right. But a lot of people don't know, don't don't even know, don't understand that. They mm. they think again, there probably was a understanding that there probably was a continuation of the Eric Abana Hulk, you know. I'm glad they didn't continue the Eric Abana Hulk. <laughs> wasn't I even in contention for wasn't the Wasn't even in contention. I, I can't imagine why. His Hulk was just so good. And <laughs> <laughs> can't imagine why. Um, all right. Well, directed by Louis Leterrier, uh, our boy Fast X. Uh, I'm Fast Eleven. This that's Fast X. So this guy is really <laughs> he's, I, he's directing Fast I X. I didn't know. Yeah, he's doing. That. Uh, he's he's picking he's up doing the scraps. The, he's doing Fast Eleven. Okay. Yeah. So there's going to be picking, continuity. That's he's important. Picking up, he's, yes. he's picking up the scraps he's of Justin Lin after he walked out literally a week after filming started. 
Well, these oh, are the last man. two fast movies they're doing too. Yeah, right? I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure if you're up to date on your fast drama. But they started filming the movie. I don't think he is. I can't say I am. <laughs> Justin Lin walked out of the movie. The director walked out of the movie a week after they filmed, or two wow. weeks or whatever. It's, heavy, it's heavily implied that it was Vin Diesel's fault. <laughs> <laughs> heavily implied. Me. Um, I mean, I think he should have said yeah. it was Vin Diesel's fault. Yeah. And Vin Diesel put a video up with the director, like like a couple of days before he left, being like, this is great, you feel about the movie, best movie, right? And, and he looks like, so burned. Uh-huh. Was it like a hostage so video? Yeah, yeah he looks, it looks like a hostage video, he looks burned, and he's just like, I want to leave already. And, uh, and he like did. three days later, he quit the movie. Wow. And after like a month, they, they hired the Louis Luthier, Louis whose name would have been in contention for those movies. For, like, the entire franchise. Yeah, and they finally got He him. was always, like, the backup guy. Like, he was always like, I'll do a fast movie. And they're like, eh, we got somebody better. Like, and I guess finally they were desperate, so they gave him a call. Gotta love it. And same thing here. I mean, like I mentioned last week, he wanted to do Iron Man. And they were like, yeah, we're good. You can have this one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do Iron Man. Ah, we got uh, another Hulk movie. <laughs> we're the most uh, insane actor of all time. Um, but, look... <laughs> He's an interesting director. He did like the he did the Italian job remake, and he's done like a lot of like pretty successful. Well, he's very, he's very active in the action, action yeah. uh, realm. And I I, th- I think the action of this movie is pretty solid. I yeah, when you get it, yeah. Well, that's that's the <laughs> it problem. Takes forever to get that's, to. That's it. the problem, and I don't think that that's his fault. I I think that this fault is the, the script that they that they are they're afraid. Which one? The one written by Edward Norton or the actual script? <laughs> We're gonna talk about writers. Okay. <laughs> There's two scripts, but uh, I I think the script is the is the biggest problem. But I think he does a capable job of directing the action. I think the action's pretty cool looking in this movie. It, it is good. Like I do think when um like I, I do like the abomination and Hulk fight at the yeah. end. I do think mm. it's pretty good. But even and him, like even when he's rampaging uh, at Culver University, I think all that stuff really works. I like the um, factory how they use like he's he feels like a monster. Like it's it's like very in the horror. Dark. Yeah. In the factory, like, I love how that's shot yeah, and yeah. how that's done. Yeah. Like, I think that's really cool. Yeah. It, like, all of the action... You're right. The action does work, but just everything in between to me just drags us down so much. Because yeah. Because it's, like, it, it's great when we get the action, but everything in, in between feels like a cat and mouse chase. Like, it's it's kind of a... There is an energy it, It's missing. a cat and mouse movie, essentially. He's always on yeah. the run. He's always... He's trying to find Mr. Blue, or the leader, I guess he becomes. But, like, it, it just feels the guy like... From yeah, and then there's <laughs> like the sir. weird thing with with <laughs> that's good. There's the weird thing with like Betty Ross too. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like that whole thing is like she just dumps Ty Burrell like immediately. Yeah, and like it's not really yeah. talked about. Like I don't know. It's very strange. There, yeah, there there was more there. There okay. there was more. There, there. there was more. There, there was more okay, there. Um, but uh, would you say uh, there's more there? There's more there. <laughs> there's more there. Uh, as Mel Gibson would say, there's uh, there's, there's more, more there. there. But uh, no, I mean, Passion I, Two, Resurrection. God, <laughs> I, I think that as a He's director, filming. he I is think, filming that. As a director, I think it is. A, I think it is a solid job. I actually, I think this guy did, gets an unfair shaft for his job in this movie, um, and I don't think that the problem, the my problems in this movie are not how it looks. It's not the action. It's not any of that. And there is an energy missing because. Iron Man works because it's so electric. You even when it's not action, and there's not that much action in Iron Man either. Mm-hmm. But the dialogue scenes almost feel like action scenes because they're so snappy and so sure. fast paced, and the interactions are so electric that I feel like here it it's very slow paced and takes its time. I also feel like Edward Norton, like his br- doesn't really talk that much no. in this movie. Like it feels like he doesn't have a lot it, of lines yeah. and. 
it feels like a lot of the time he's on screen, he's just kind of like quiet and kind of uh, inward, and he's not really being outward. Yeah. Like the, again, the opposite of RDJ, we, who's very outward right. in this movie. He's very inward, and he's it's just kind of like he's not talking. And when he does talk, he's not his lines really aren't that good. Well, I'll tie and this he into uh, sound like he's that interested in delivering the lines. I'll, I don't know. That's I'll tie this vibe. into um, I'll tie this into the writer, and then we can come back to it as well when we talk about the, about the cast. Uh, when we talk about Edward Norton, but I think I think Edward Norton kind of get the vibe that Edward Norton had a different vision for this movie than Louis Leterrier. Like I think they were completely on different separate paths. Yeah. And Edward Norton wanted to make this big, dramatic, like grounded, ser- self serious movie, and Louis 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 Leterrier, which, like, which is so monsters un- fighting each other. Like, like this everything is, you just said about Edward Norton is so on brand for him too. Like he's that guy that's like self serious, yeah. dramatic, wants very to play real. Inner monologue. Yeah, wants scenes. to do like that he wants whole to thing. Be and that just that, but that doesn't work with the MCU. That's not what it's about. And not that. And it's not just at that like, stage. Not at that no. stage, but also just ever. I mean, it just wouldn't work. Well, I, and think, it's, I think they they literally we literally see Banner and the Hulk at odds with each other in Infinity War. We don't get any of that here. No, but but I think he was the Hulk looking, isn't a character. He was movie. looking for this man dealing with like an inner demon and like this curse and yeah, this inner turmoil, yeah. ter- turmoil um, here. And yeah. I think that that's something that you we need to know the character more before we can really express on that more. I think, yeah. and I think how they end up doing it in the future is a better way to handle it than what he then immediately jumping in but we don't know who bruce banner is yeah in this movie i think that this movie too it has it has kind of what you would expect from a classic hulk storyline would be it tries to manage the you know the out of control hulk with the inner demons thing and that's probably what edward norton wanted more of it's the banner side of it but i also think it, it kind of has the superman problem where uh, the director doesn't know what to do, and the writers don't know what to do, because he can beat everybody, especially yeah. at this point. Because you see a guy in a, an armored suit, that's all you have in the universe, if they're even considering that. And then you have this unstoppable force versus you know soldiers who aren't equipped to, to stop him. So how do you even make that storyline? And when I think about it, too, without the connectivity of the MCU now... Yeah. How do they even make like an interesting MCU movie? And I uh, compare that to... Uh, Superman, because it's the same thing with him. How mm-hmm. do you make an interesting story about somebody who can beat anybody, anybody else? And has almost no weaknesses. Right. So then yeah. they try and do this like chase and you can make, cat and mouse thing. You can make it, you one know. good one, but then after you already do that weakness, how do you, you just do the weakness again and again and again? Right. Like, so it's like a, it's yeah. a difficult story to approach, um, especially at this stage of like superhero storytelling. And I think that's another big reason it has some issues. Yeah, well, it's it's the least MCU MCU movie I think, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't feel it. You feels like you, this could be placed in just be a mid two thousands, late two thousand superhero movie. It doesn't need to be under the MCU brand. Yeah, and yeah. I actually like. I think I like this movie more than other people. I do. I actually think um, I do too. But uh, you know, like looking back on it, it's certainly not as bad as I remembered it. But I still think that there's obviously major issues with it. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a weak point yeah. of the MCU. It's in, it's in the bottom section of the MCU overall. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think it's necessarily last. I think a lot of people put it last, and I don't mm. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't know. I I yeah. But it is what it is. Let's talk about let's talk about the writer or writers. I guess. Well, there's so, two. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. Written by <laughs> written by Zach Penn. Uh huh. The the credited writer in this movie is Zach Penn. Can you give me um, that uncredited writer? But as we know, like you keep talking about, 
this movie was written a lot, rewritten a lot by Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Edward Norton, actor writer um, Edward Norton. I was doing some again some research um, today uh-huh. on Edward Norton and has a history, especially at this point. He's very coming difficult onto, to work with. Coming onto projects and just like taking over, like yeah. either rewriting it. Even apparently, he like on American History X, he like re-edited the whole thing or yeah. demanded a whole re-edit of the yeah. whole movie. Wow. He's he, and like he's very um, against the director, and the director yes. basically got kicked off the movie because he Edward act, like he actively uh, seems like someone who goes onto a set. And I mean, there was years where he it, it came out, he was just miserable to work with, and I think it literally affected his career to one point where. Nobody wanted to work with him because he had just been so like rumors had gotten out like nobody wants to deal with him. Yeah. Well, Everyone's like, I don't want to deal anything with anything about him and like Wes Anderson stuff because he's in everything, right? No, like, I, I like, don't. Like, I, he I mean, does. he clearly must have a. Like, I don't think well he's in. Him. I don't think he's in every Wes Anderson but movie, but, but he's one. Of he's one of the recurring, right? Yeah, because right. he has. In, yeah, he does have like a history with Wes Anderson. But he's Wes in Moonrise Kingdom. He's in. Um, Isle of the, Dogs. And what's the hotel one? Isn't he in the hotel one? Yeah, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. 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 Grand Budapest Hotel, right? Isn't yes. I think, he, he, he also, I think he had a role. Maybe no, not. he was in uh, The French oh, Dispatch. Right. Oh, that's it. Okay. He did The French Dispatch. Um, yeah. Look, I think he... There are certain directors maybe that can deal with him mm. well, and maybe Wes Anderson is somebody that he just respects and his yeah. vision, and he's okay working with him. I, but I, I think trying to get the same vibe like with Ryan Johnson, too. Yes. Yeah. Somebody like Louis Terrier though, feels like he can't handle Norton. Well, and I think that's part of it. I think when it's a specific director that he respects, he works better with them. Um, but when it's other directors that maybe maybe haven't earned that spot yet, I think he just eats them alive. And I think he doesn't. I don't think he cares. I think he just does whatever he wants. And I think that affects his career. And I don't think we really see that resurgence. I think this movie hurt his career yeah. so much that we don't see him really have a resurgence until uh, Birdman. Yeah. When he pops up in Birdman, but he had, he, he did that. some stuff, but he's back on a on, on the top yeah. list. Yeah, and the reason why I wanted to mention Luterier being the Fast X director is because it, I do kind of get similar vibes about mm-hmm. this like big named actor. Now, obviously, Vin Diesel and Edward Norton are two levels <laughs> of acting; they're yes. a little differently. Yeah, but yeah. they're two <laughs> kind of egotistical, <laughs> big personalities. big personalities that have a vision for what they want. Yes, and I think we have described. A yes man director, and I'm not sure yet. We'll kind of see with Fast X if mm-hmm. Luterrier is a yes man director, somebody who's just there to get the job done. Yeah, they're not there to have any type of critical or uh, creative input in the movie. Sure, they're just there to hang out, hang out, and just shoot and movie. shoot the movie, right? Like <laughs> just kick it. Yeah, just kick it. <laughs> Get and, the rewrites by Ed and go. Yeah, okay, we'll shoot it, and then they. But the fact that the fact that and now. I don't know if it's Luterrier's fault. I don't know if it's Marvel's fault. I don't know, but somebody is letting Edward Norton come on this set every day and bring new, bring literally bringing new pages every day. But I day. think we have to remember too that this is early Marvel. Mm. Universal's very involved in yes. this production. Yes, like, this Universal. Isn't really, yeah. this isn't really an Mar. This isn't really a Marvel Studios production. Well, Marvel Studios is, yes. but but like Universal's also very heavily. There's involved. nobody. There's nobody like Disney. Yes. Disney would have stepped in and said yes. Like yeah. there's, no, the there's no higher Stop that. Like yeah. He's just kind of getting to do whatever he wants. And again, I think it's he was used to doing that. It's I not even he... post Iron Man fame, right? Yeah. Because this is filmed and done. Yeah. Way like, before they even get the Iron positive Man results and, of Iron Man. Iron Man and Incredible Hulk probably finished filming around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they filmed in t- 2007. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like I, I don't know. To me, I just I I, I just think he's very. Uh, 
the vibe I get is he is very difficult to work with, um, especially at this time. And I think after he did this movie, I think he, in a way, kind of got what was coming to him for those years of doing that. And well, he still, you know, he doesn't talk about this movie a lot, but he's still taking shots a little bit because at he's first he's still bitter about it, and it's kind of like because well, it, at first he came know? out and was like, oh, I got no, I got no, and I have a little bit more about Edward Norton. He 40. has like a problem with Marvel. He's like, oh, they weren't giving me creative freedom. I have a little bit more on him <laughs> about for the for here. the Avengers because that's a big part of casting. Is yeah. is he going to come back for right. the Avengers? And to be honest, um, he I don't, have meshed I don't think that he's a team player. Like, I no. don't think he wants to share the spotlight. Like, no. I don't think he would. I don't think he would have worked in that team. I don't think he's particularly convincing. I, I, I don't mind him his acting as Banner, but I don't find him as convincing as like sort of the meek, right? Because it's sort of a like Doctor Jekyll, Mister well, Hyde. You're supposed to have a bit of meekness. He's to Banner. playing, and Ruffalo does that well. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, I I think he's playing the Bill Bixby version from the television. That's show. fair. I mean, maybe that's his. You know, and that's what it is. He and we'll talk about it when we get there. But he said, uh, Edward Norton said he was a big fan of the show. He's a big fan of the comic books, like when he was growing up and stuff. Right. So I think he had a specific vision of what he wanted, and we see that in his rewrites. But I think you know it does seem like Luterrier and Norton had this interesting kind of like dynamic because it seems like Luteri kind of during the process was like with him but then kind of afterwards was kind of like it was I think like I think Norton got him in his grasp right I think Norton got him to basically do whatever he wanted yeah so it'll be interesting to see if we have a similar situation with Diesel and him but I think we will um as far as the script and, and and the writing of this movie I think I do think the biggest problem is this story and I think the biggest problem is is I think Again, I don't know what the idea was before Norton kind of mm-hmm. jumped in, you know, and kind of dominated this. Um, what Zach Penn's original script was or whatever, but I don't know, man. Like, I just think, I think the, for my biggest problems, I feel like, were Norton. And there's a lot of stuff that's not in this movie that you can kind of see Norton's, you can kind of feel Norton's like fingerprints on it and be like, yeah. oh, this is the stuff he's really interested in. Yes. And I think the, bo- I think a lot of that boring, Stuff comes is, from that. Comes from yes. him. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's he he's working on a different level essentially. I think he just had a different he had a different idea than what what they wanted to do or what was needed to do for this movie. For sure. You know. So, yeah. but uh, Zach Penn though. I mean, I know. He's, oh yeah, Zach Penn. <laughs> I know um, he's a, he's a, you know he's had his hands on. Story. Some, we mentioned him. I think he worked on did he work on some stuff with like. I think he was involved in one of the, with like the new was he involved in like the new Matrix movie or oh no he mentioned he was working on a Matrix movie that never happened I yes think. yeah um the the, Morbi- the Morpheus the Morpheus uh, movie Morpheus yeah the Morpheus the, Morpheus, yeah. the Morpheus uh, I was calling him Morbius for a while too I was going oh Morbius well, we, like, we oh, covered Morpheus, Morpheus we covered the Matrix like right before Mor- Morbius came out uh, so it was really and I kept saying Morbius and more that was so bad but <laughs> he was he was he was going to do a Morbius you, were, you had Jared Leto, Leto fever man or something I had Jared Leto fever I still do some would say um, some would say some would say um, yeah he gave me something uh, Morpheus is uh, he was going to do a prequel yeah. Like it was supposed to be Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus, Morpheus yeah, it was going to be like which a prequel. Yeah. I, especially what we got with uh, with Resurrections wouldn't really make sense to me. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, it seems a little weird to kind of be like, oh, let's do a younger version of the specifically Lawrence Fishburne one. Yeah, I don't know if we need it. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, we I guess we kind of got it with um, uh, the new one, but eh, I'm yeah. fine that it didn't happen. 
I mean, yeah, but I, 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 I like the little bit I know about Zach Penn. Yeah. He seems like an interesting. Look, the writer, story's but fine. Whatever yeah, he, whatever he wrote. The general, seems great. I, the general idea of the movie is as common <laughs> as of a Hulk movie you can get, mm-hmm. right? This scientist turned to the Hulk, dealing with the dual, this dual life he has to live. It's Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, like you said, mm-hmm. dealing with this on the run, whatever. Yeah. It's just how they spend the, their time in the movie. Right. That's a little. Yeah. That's off. Right. So, but uh. Budget. It's had a $137.5 to $150 million budget. For well, the time, s- that seems a little well, like, well, well, like you said last Iron week. Iron Man was like comes, 140 like, Well, you mm. say it comes from that, uh, they had that, that deal they made, yeah, they right? That, where they kind of had this they had that loan or whatever it was. $500 yeah. million or something, yeah. right? So it just kind of comes from that. Uh, it's crazy that over the two movies, they only used about $300 million of it, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie does... It, like, it looks good. It does look good, yeah, and a, you can see the money there. What, it looks good. What do you think of the design I, of the Hulk in this? Oh, movie? I don't like it. I I I, don't like I, it. I, no. I, I think it's better. What's with the pecs? I Why think it gets better. Bones. But I, yeah, like he looks. Is is he like emaciated? Like what is like? I, it's I like abomination in this. Mm-hmm. I really like abomination's yeah. look in this. I think this Hulk is better than the Yang Lee Hulk, but I think they we get a better Hulk later. Like what I they design, they finally settle on. Well, I think the Ang Lee Hulk is just a little cartoonish. Cartoonish action figurey, yeah. I would say. Like it's a little, like it's very. The green is off. Like it's like a bright green, if I remember correctly. Is that is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very off. But this one, I do like the. I guess the color hue, but I don't know. The body stuff was weird to me. Like the I, pecs, uh, like and the, I don't know it, how it much like of it was like limitations and, for the time. But yeah, it like, just felt off to me. They made Iron Man right about the yeah. same time. Yeah, and Iron Man, and Iron Man looks, looks incredible. incredible. But I mean, I guess it's more like. With Iron Man, it's it's just a suit. Yeah. But with Hulk, it's like we have to develop an entire character. Well, I like the like, thing. I mean, like right. every, there's a whole character that design that needs to go into this. That's true. I like that they eventually blend. Like the Ruffalo Hulk is Ruffalo. Like it's based off of Ruffalo. I feel like they tried to do that a little bit with the face in uh, in this one. <laughs> a Not little bit. It was done well. It doesn't really yeah, look like it. It doesn't look great. It doesn't look great. I yeah. also like when uh, Norton holds up the the purple. The purple things, and then throws it away and says, "Not my thing." Uh, just a straight up f- you to the fan well, base. They, it's really, it's Marvel really cool. did a thing really like cool. that for a really long just time. Don't get why they didn't keep him. Uh, they did a thing like that for a really long time, especially with like the Netflix shows, where like there was a, always a moment where they always got their original costume yeah. in some way, and they'd be like, "Oh, this is ridiculous." Well, the yes. Netflix shows wanted to be in the universe, but didn't want to yeah. talk about it. Right, like Luke Cage escaping from prison, and he <laughs> puts on like a, like yeah. an outfit, and he's wearing the comic. Yeah. You look like you look nuts. Oh, yeah. The time they brought up the Hulk and they said you know, that green guy. Yeah, yeah, like you have the rights. They call uh, the flag. Say the, flag have the rights. The flag waver. Yeah, Captain like, America. Just say it. Yeah. The flag waver. Yeah, uh, the flag uh, waver. Put a box office. Yeah, two hundred sixty-four point eight million dollars. So that's, that's a win. <laughs> not a win. No, right? it's not a win. <laughs> not that is very much not a win. That's. Uh, <laughs> That doesn't make its money back. No, it does um, not. So usually the way we look, so with the budget, the thing with that is like you have the $150 million, Yeah. but then they say you have to double that for the marketing. For marketing. So it's like $300 million. So yeah. this doesn't even make $300 so million. So that's a loss. This is a failure. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It, and I think... I think bad word of mouth, too, really luckily, affected this movie. Luckily, I think people who saw Iron Man went to go see this and walked out and said, don't go see this movie. I think luckily because of the success of Iron Man, we were able to get more. But yeah. if this was the only movie they were <laughs> not a good start. Yeah, because they yeah. said, again, they, they knew, like, they had a general idea oh, that God. people... Could you that, imagine if the Incredible Hulk kicked off the MCU? Yeah. 
Oh my god! It's just at that point, it's and just dude, them choosing when it's to a, release, right? It's a yeah. month. It's a month release date. I they could have said, "We'll we'll do." Right. Our, and they could have said, "Hulk's the bigger name. Norton's the bigger star. Let's put it out first. Right. Like, could you imagine? It's a bad move. Would have been a disaster. It would have been. We, we would not be I, here. I think we would have. But would Iron Man come out after that? And people went. Oh, maybe there's hope here. Yeah, but yeah, then maybe. people aren't going to see Iron Man because the Hulk was mm, bad. I feel true. like. Yeah, because they they said um, that you know they knew like they they knew oh we want to do Iron Man we want to do Hulk uh, Ant Man Thor. Thor and Captain America, and then it was it was just a matter of the placement of like what what release order is going to yeah. get us the most money. So I have so. a question for you. So do you think that Iron Man still being in theaters at the time? Pro- probably like probably, some, way, yeah. some of the ticket sales it's a, too. it's a weird it's a weird strategy it's a weird strategy it's a weird strategy that they never do again <laughs> because you, now we're, you could walk out of Iron Man and go and into, into an Incredible Hulk right yeah. which is really cool yeah. that they did that and I think in some cases you could actually with like Black Panther and Infinity War or Miss or, or Captain Marvel and uh, right. an Endgame. Well, yeah, you're at least probably into like the second month yeah. of the release. Oh, right? yeah. it's This is only a month right. in, you know. There's so. been a couple like layovers like that where you kind of have like... Uh, but it's it's later now. It's not that month and right. I feel, window but, now. Now but it's I feel like, like they're more spaced out where the movie... Where, like you were saying, Captain Marvel has been out for two months almost. That was March. And then we get, you know, yeah. uh, Endgame. Uh, end and you can walk into either one, but I guarantee... Captain Marvel at that point is a pretty empty theater. Captain Marvel to was right. early March and Endgame was late April. Yeah. Or mid April. I think it was so the last week of April. Because um, it was like the 26th. Why do I want to say April 19th? I want to say the 26th. I, I think it was late April. Uh, but yeah. whatever. Either way. It was in April, right? So it's it about. But also, Captain Marvel ties into Endgame more than. And Iron Man ties into Incredible Hulk. Sure. Black Panther ties yeah. into Infinity War more than Iron Man ties into the Hulk. So right. it's like. I kind of want to see Black Panther, and then the I want to go back to Wakanda and, and Infinity that point, War. People know they're connected. Yeah, exactly. You know, they understand it more versus like oh, two superhero movies, two Marvel superhero movies. Why would they release them together like that? You know, right. so it's a weird, it's a weird date. But yeah, it's a shame that uh, it didn't didn't uh, make its money back. Domestic opening box office uh, had made fifty five point four million dollars in its opening weekend in, in America. It was number one of the box office for one week. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's bad word of mouth. I'm telling you that right now. People want to yeah. go see it and said, Dad, don't. No, don't. Wait till that DVD drops and you can get it. Yeah. It's funny, too, to see like these opening weekends, $55 million, because you know, they just ramp up. Now we're on. at a point. I mean, we're, we're coming up on uh, Guardians 3. And, you know, they're, they're like tracking that already, you know, as they do. And I think it's well over $100 million yeah. opening. Yeah. I think last I saw it was like $130 million, And I was like, oh, my God. You also so have to watch. They, to hear $50 million yeah. is hilarious because it's like it's making $100 million more now than, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. you also have to watch the domestic versus the worldwide opening, too. Because right. now, back in the day, these were not opening at the same time. But now the general consensus is that... Everything is opening at once now. Right. Like once they hit like like phase three, they started releasing all their movies worldwide on the right. same day. But for a while, it was America gets it in you know this time, and then the UK gets it. I think they were getting it earlier for a while. Yeah, yeah, things like that. Um, yeah, because like, the movie was out. The Avengers was out in the UK before, before we got it. Yeah, before yeah. we got it, and that's why they didn't get the they didn't get the post credit scene because it was filmed yep. after the premiere or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, Rotten Tomato score. <laughs> Insane. Uh, critics, 
uh, fresh at 67% no. with uh, 238 reviews. Really? This is, this is fresh. What was it? 67%, yeah. 238 reviews. So it's not huh. like it's not like a handful of reviews. It's Now, was good, Rotten Tomatoes live it at was, this time, it or was, was this one of the retroactive? So I looked it up, and Rotten Tomatoes, in some capacity, has been around since like the, like the early 90s. Mm. So, but I don't think it was obviously the way that we know it right yeah. now. Where like every single movie now is like, is it fresh or rotten? Yeah, yeah. and it wasn't. It probably wasn't. A, and literally, you'll see commercials, and they'll say it's certified fresh, fresh. Yeah. certified fresh. Like people like act like. It's but a it big notice deal. this is not certified fresh because this could still get knocked off. What about the audience? Um, fresh at sixty nine. That's shocking. Sixty nine, dude. Sixty nine, dude. <laughs> no, it, it is like that's two hundred fifty thousand reviews from the that's audience. Shocking. So. Man. People like it. Yeah, yeah. Some people. I people. Mean, they, it's I would okay. say. They, I wouldn't say they like it. I, it's well, middling. It's, it's middle. Middling. It's a middling rating. It's middling. Yeah, it's still yeah. fresh, but it's barely. It's fresh. on the cusp of uh, rotten. Higher than Eternals. <laughs> Higher than Eternals. That's for sure. Higher than Ant Man, Quantumania. Yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh. Um, all right. One day. Let's talk about the cast. Yeah, let's do it. Starring Edward Norton as Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. He wrote this movie too. Did you know that? <laughs> Liv Tyler as Betty Ross. <laughs> Tim back. Roth as Emil Abolonsky slash Abomination. Mm-hmm. William Hurt as General Thunderball Ross. Tim Blake Nelson as Samuel Stearns. Ty Burrell as Leonard Sampson. And featuring a cameo by Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Great. That, and, uh, oh, God, I love these casts. I didn't put it, but a Stan Lee cameo as the man who dies drinking the soda. It's one of my favorite cameos. <laughs> it is have. a good cameo. Because it actually it connects cameo. to an earlier scene in yeah. the movie. It, 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 it is a good cameo. And the way when you drink, oh, and then he just kind of drops yeah. the, but yeah, it, it's a good cameo. I do like it. It's, it's funny because it is one of the more memorable ones that I often remember and I go, oh yeah, he drank the thing and he dies in the Incredible Hulk. It is yeah. the one cameo though that like rules out a lot of the fan theories because like, well, they even say like in or, like in Guardians 2, they're like, oh, he's a watcher informant, but it's like, well, he did die. We literally watched him die in one of these movies. Yeah. I didn't see like, buried. People that are like, oh, you know, Stan Lee should have been should have played old Captain America in Endgame and it could have been him watching all his friends for the years. Like, yeah, except for the one where he dies. <laughs> I don't think we actually see him die. No, but they say he died. We don't see a body. We don't see a body, you're right. But It's the number one cinema rule. Oh my gosh. Show that's true, that's true. I did watch all the Scream movies yeah. recently, so that's I guess a, that is true. That's the number one rule of cinema. If you true. don't see a body, they're probably alive. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the, that's the Stan Lee game. I just, again, a good I, I love seeing Stan yeah. Lee in these movies. But, uh, Real quick, Robert Downey Jr. as uh, Tony Stark makes a quick little appearance Look, it, here. It's really not that much. I mean, it's a, such a fast scene. I, I always forget, and I, I always actually thought it was the post-credit scene of the Incredible it, Hulk. I, think I forget was, this is the last scene of the movie, mm, and this movie doesn't have. I thought a it was a stinger. Okay. I think it was supposed to be, but I think they they weren't fully confident. <laughs> they just put it at the end. They're like, ah. they weren't. Well, I think because it was Robert Downey Jr., they wanted to make sure people saw it, saw it, and they didn't think people would stay after the credits. Yeah, because nobody right. knew to do that for a long time. Right. So there's still yeah. people who walk out. It's, yeah, it's a fun cam- uh, cameo. Yeah, he but walks I, in. It's he's just uh, very, you know. Yeah. I still uh, think they're beer. kind of figuring it out, right? Yeah. It's sort of vague. Intentionally, well, they, vague. they literally had to make a one shot. That explains this because this doesn't match up to the continuity of any of the other movies. Yeah. So they literally made a one shot to explain the continuity of this called the consultant. Right. So with to explain why he was there having the conversation, which I think is actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Pretty little, and we'll talk about that when we do the retrospective. Right. But I think it's interesting that they that they did. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. I'll give them that. Um, 
the man who has nothing to do with this movie, Ty Burrell as Leonard Sampson. Poor Ty Burrell. Um, thank God Modern That's Family t- happened like a year later. I think it was during this. I think was it, it was. I think I it was Modern during. Family was uh, 09. I Maybe it, it was. I don't know. Because um, Ty Burrell's in this movie. Yeah, this in the I know. MCU. I, it it kind of. There, well, there was a couple like I. And we'll get to him too. I forgot Tim Blake Nelson was in this movie. Completely forgot yeah. Tim Blake Nelson was in this. But Ty Burrell. I saw the name come up and I went, Ty Burrell. And then. Uh, I guess just plays the boyfriend who gets dumped very quickly by well, Betty. Samson doesn't is, seem she doesn't seem remorseful whatsoever about a, it. He's a good. villain in the comics, I think, right? Sam, Doctor Samson, isn't he a villain? I'm not or sure. He's like a, he's an actual like important character, okay. I believe. In the not uh, enough to bring him back. Well, that and and there's couldn't all. even get that uh, couldn't he, even get that Captain America New World Order check. He's, <laughs> he's in a good chunk of this movie. It's just all deleted from the movie. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh. Was Edward we're, Norton we're writing gonna, him those... We're going to uh, talk about it. Uh, thanks, Ed. We're going to talk about uh, it. <laughs> I don't need a competing love interest. Thanks. Yeah, I don't need a competing right. I, I was watching the deleted scenes uh-huh. um, uh, on the on the DVD, today, sure. the Blu-ray today. Let's just say I got halfway through, and I was 25 minutes in already. Jeez. And I was halfway through. So It's like a whole other movie. There's all quite a bit of deleted scenes Good in this movie. Lord. Yeah, no, it just seems very quick how it moves like he's not really in it and when you see him he's there and then he's kind of like oh yeah uh, i got you, broken up with you and forget he's, like, he's in the movie in yeah, the he's movie. outside and he's like yeah. he's like oh she never talks about you now i get why and that's the last time we see him yep. he's not in the movie anymore nope. and i was yeah. like oh that's all he does here and he's gone and yep. i'm like poor ty burrell there's supposed to be more of an emotional weight there and oh is there really? there, there is none what did you say it's in that 25 minutes in the it's, it's more than 25 it's minutes more than 25 minutes it's there um thanks ed uh, keep thanking him tim the blake nelson is uh D- dr samuel stern blew me away that he was in this movie i completely forgot until the credits were rolling in the beginning it was like tim blake nelson i was like oh great actor great oh yeah actor. i'm so happy to see him in here i think he's great yeah. um, i'm really excited that he's Got to come back because again, that yeah. was one of the lingering things. Uh, we we watch him yeah. start to turn into the the leader in this yeah. movie, and uh, never come back to that. So we're actually going to get to see him. I guess in the they confirm that he's the villain, or is he going to be like a villain? I don't think they confirm that he's the villain, but he's he's certainly in New World Order, as is uh, you know they, Betty. Ross. They said he's yeah. they said he's the leader. No, no, I know he is the oh, leader, okay. but, but I, I didn't know, know if he's, he's going to be the villain. villain. Or if it's like a crossbones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> Poor <laughs> Frank Grillo! Frank Grillo, man. <laughs> he's Poor really... Frank I'm going Grillo. to the DCU. I love how he phrased that, where he was like, yeah, I, I decided to leave Marvel and I jumped to the you DCU. You decided. Like, yeah, you just... You. They blew you that? up. Yeah, yeah. They blew you up. Crossbones was a nothing ex- character. I never got yeah. to explore the, the truth. There was more. Th- he's doing the Mel Gibson. Yeah, he's doing the Mel Gibson. There's there. He's like, doing the whole on, Mel man. Gibson thing. He's such a joke. Um, yeah, no. That, that guy's such an idiot. But, um, but Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson, yeah. He's really good. He's really good. Yeah, he's he's good. I, I, when he comes on screen, I think he's really fun. I think his scenes are kind of, in a way, the most electric. Because uh, he's just so like pumped up, but he's also like curiosity killed the cat. Oh That's, yeah, he like he wants to keep going farther to, to see how far because yes. he doesn't care about consequences. He's, he's not straight to. evil. He's not straight. Evil. He really wants to help. Yes, but he's like, but what can we do with? But this how far thing? can yeah. he? He doesn't know when to stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He just yeah. keeps going, yeah. which is an interesting character trait. You know, uh-huh. he's not pure evil, but he's also not straight good. You know, yep. I like that. Um, William Hurt as General Thunderbolt Ross. Um, I know we talked about in the past in the show. We've that talked about William, William Hurt. Hurt's kind of 
you mentioned kind of a questionable past. Oh, it's not questionable. (laughs) It's it's not good. No, no, but I mean, not always the best person. Yeah, not always the best person. From what I understand. Emotionally abusive to his co-stars is what I understand. Mm. Uh, Female co-stars in particular is what I understand. But I will say this is, um, I, I mean, he's a good Thunderbolt Ross you yeah. know, um, and again, until we see Harrison Ford, he is the only uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling Ford's going to be better because, look, I mean, it's Harrison Ford. It's Harrison Ford. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a better but actor in if general. If they approached Harrison Ford in 2008, he wouldn't have done this. Especially no. with this movie, he probably would have read the script and went, no. <laughs> like, no. But um, I, I like what William Hurt does. I think he's fine. He's a better, he's, he's actually, I actually find him to be a really frustrating character. Like, I think Thunderbolt Ross in this is incredibly frustrating. Oh, yeah, because he's... Um, just every... Like, at every turn, he's just so he hell-bent. He makes, always makes the worst decisions. Yeah, yeah, he consistently makes the worst decisions. It's like he doesn't learn anything. Yeah. And the only time he makes the right decision is at the very end when he sends Hulk down. Or yeah. Bruce to right. fight and even then that was Bruce's then, choice not not his decision like, right. yeah I don't know I think he's a frustrating character he's, he's like a yeah he's like a Captain Ahab the whole movie yeah he's just going he's, after he's off the wall you and know even then after the Hulk and, and he shouting, doesn't care anything about his daughter in the oh, movie at all. he's shouting Either. at the guy in the helicopter give him some support and the guy's like he's like shoot him he's like which one he's like what do you mean which one what do you mean which one the guy you've been sending us to kill this guy the entire movie yeah. what do you mean now you're questioning me why I want to shoot him like, yeah I don't understand. Yeah, like, it's very off. Um, but I, I, I like William Hurt in the role. I have a feeling he, I'll like Ford more, but I do a, like him. He brings a, a gruffness to the role. That, he does that 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 works, and you want you be, as frustrating as it is, you believe that that frustrating uh, quality of him. Yeah, because that's just he plays it really well. Yeah, you know, and then it's also interesting to see him defeated. At the end of this movie, just like throwing yeah. back, oh yeah, uh, throwing back, back beer, booze, yeah. yeah, throwing back booze. He doesn't care. Where um, is he getting the budget for his military spending? That's a good this guy is like throwing. He mentioned a shield. He mentioned like, shield. Yeah, I know he mentioned. Sh- well, still, I'm just like the amount of money this guy's getting. I, this movie it really is about reckless military spending. If you ask me, <laughs> if you well, ask me, again, that's what I think this movie is about. It's it's him. It's him latching onto this. He's obsessed with the super soldier program. I know, right? And, and, he's, but and he's like, he's getting like Stark even says he's like, dude, we closed that for a reason. Like, yeah, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like car. He's getting all these cars and these gadgets to hunt down. And I'm like, nobody's going up to Ross and like this guy calls and yeah. nobody's like, hey, no, not this. I guy. actually think that like, there no, is. We can't. No. Ross, no. Again, I what think happened to one? Uh, what happened to the tank we sent uh, a day ago? Where's that? What do you mean it's smashed? He said, like, "What do you mean? What do you mean it's smashed?" And he's just like, "I just need another one." And they're like, "No, no." I think they're like, actually nobody is, wants to say no to this guy. In the deleted scenes, I think there actually is more of that, like him having to seek approval for certain things. But at the end of the day, it's is like, there really? Do we need to actually <laughs> see that? <laughs> The politics are in this. Like they actually show him like going. I wasn't paying attention. He he meets with somebody, and they're like, "You had to do all this to go get a scientist out of Brazil," and he's like, "Yeah, well, it's more than that." Like that's so wild. That's you haven't seen him. I swear he's green. (laughs) Yes. Oh man, that's very funny. I kind of want to see that. I feel like that's a Norton thing. That's a Norton thing. thing. Yeah, Norton's like, let's get the Um, politics in there. What's some bureaucracy? Uh, it's some bureaucracy. That's Tim, what's going to turn the MCU fans on. <laughs> Tim Roth is a Mil Blonsky slash abomination. I love this guy. This is great. I think that yeah. I'll be honest with you. I think this is the standout performance of the movie. Yeah. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it. I'm glad he's back in the MCU. And he and, and he's, he's a different better. character. Yeah. He's, he's different even better. Yeah. He's so different. Like he's a better character. 
because of it. But this movie is crazy because it actually makes She-Hulk better because he's so kind of off his rocker in this movie. And he's so – he kind of in his own way gets obsessed with the Hulk and wants to f- be that monster and is yeah. like, that's what I want to be. And then – you know, in She-Hulk, it's so much better because it's like, oh, he's left that behind him now. Yeah, yeah. He's moved on. I'm he's so found, glad. like, inner peace. And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. oh, like, he's, he's like, moved on. He's a better guy yeah. now. I'm and so glad that they made yeah. that choice to not let him be a villain in yeah. She-Hulk. That Big he time. is genuinely a good person. Definitely. But he plays this role so well yeah. that every time I see him in She-Hulk, until the very end, yeah. I'm like, is you're he about it. to snap? Yeah. Because he was so psychotic in this movie. Yeah. Like, brilliantly yeah. but that's the beauty of coming back to a character after all these years because you can legitimately be and it's even longer in the timeline of the MCU right. so it's you know you can you can literally be like oh it's just been 15 years like so I'm okay now like yeah. you know I've thought about my actions I made a bad choice I'm, I'm choice. okay now yeah. I'm okay now. Well, you know, <laughs> I, in, in this movie he's only 39 years old that's do, true do you believe that yeah, I, how it's old are you? It's been a rough 39, 39 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough 39 years. It's been a rough 39 for him. He's nine uh, years older than He's nine this years movie. older. <laughs> Insane. I'm just going to say, I don't think a 39-year-old... I, I know it's like the thing he takes, like they put the the monster kind of in him with the abomination but like no 39 year old gets kicked into a tree like that <laughs> and gets up you know what i mean like it's just insane but i love that scene where he gets kicked in the tree that's, that was that's it's, it's pretty aggressive that's, that's brutal yeah, yeah it's pretty brutal but then like after that like watching him going through the healing process you don't even get to watch the healing process but like you kind of get see him wake up you see and the, then the next the, time you see him he's on the edge of the yeah. bed and you're like Whoa! The hand like turned into a fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's really good in this movie. And I, like I think that, he's the standout. I like that yeah. it's not one thing that turned him into the abomination. It's the combination of the serum that they put in with the Hulk's blood. Like he would, yeah. he was getting, you know. Oh man, when he his was spying. Yeah, does that, he was oh, getting so cool. jacked yeah. up from the serum. But it wasn't like. Did you notice his body changes? Yeah, like he like he's when he first walks in, he's. I wouldn't say he's like he's not like he doesn't have the abs or anything like he's a little bit like a little schlubby a little schlubby and then after he takes the serum he comes back in like after he heals and he's like ripped yeah. and I was like he's oh, also got like a, like a like, cold sweat to him yeah too. He just and he's, looks he's like, very his eyes are kind it's of like a drug addiction over. sort of thing almost he's got yeah. the bags under the yeah. eyes mm-hmm. he's like he's pale and you're mm-hmm. like oh wow he's uh, he's losing it but I like that yeah it is the serum versus. The, you know, the blood, yeah. and, and the blood, the serum, and the blood that Mixed. does it. I wonder how one. much of that is, too, because they hadn't done it yet, but in Captain America, they say that the serum brings out the, All the, the, the person, worst, right? Yeah. If you're a great person, if you're, you're good, you become great. great. If you're, if you're bad, bad, you become, you become horrible. Worse. Yeah. Right. So what what if, you know, the Hulk is what comes out of Banner, but the inner, like, abomination is yeah. what comes out of this Because the Hulk has a gentleness to him as right. much as the aggressive he can be, yeah. But clearly, the, you know, that kind of goes out the window when the abomination just starts telling jokes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's changed. He's good now. Yeah. That's in therapy. He's all good now. He's good. Also, and the whole, all of his wives. Also, yeah. the whole, yeah, all of his wives. Every <laughs> single one of them. My better eighths. My better eighths. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, but even with the Hulk, like, how, like you just mentioned with the gentleness, the weird thing about that is I this is, this is my problem with this movie is that it doesn't feel like uh, there's a separation between Bruce Banner and the Hulk. It feels like... Bruce Banner, and then there's Bruce Banner in parentheses Hulk version, mm. because yeah. he's not like the Hulk. Is it? It's it's in later movies. It's portrayed as Bruce Banner and Hulk are like separate personalities, yeah, separate entities yeah. to each other. And in this movie, I get the vibe that it's just Bruce Banner the whole time, 
and when he's in this rage form, when he's in the Hulk, he's still in there because they have all the stuff with Betty and he Betty. Like he's doing the mm-hmm. whole thing, yeah. and you're like, it doesn't feel like the Hulk's a character. I, he just feels like Bruce Banner. Well, I like in I rage do, form. I like how they just explain kind of, it. I don't know. I like it doesn't how they explain it that he's kind of a passenger in the car, basically. Like he's. He's there, but he's not fully in control. Like the Hulk has kind the of Hulk his has memories. Control, but like again, the well, Hulk the isn't the a Hulk, personality. But the Hulk this. has his memories and has his thinking, but it has his own is his own person. But you're you're. Doesn't, it doesn't really feel like it, that. In it, this movie. It, it doesn't. I think they lay into it more with Ruffalo. They, they do a much they better job. They explain it but, well, but they don't depict it well. Yes. I guess is the way is the way I, I say it. Is it at all in that separate movie in the deleted scenes? I I, <laughs> is I this explored in the separate I didn't movie get in through, the deleted scenes. I didn't get through it all, so I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get through it all. Um, I don't know if you know, but there's a whole other movie in the deleted scenes. And then we have uh, Liv Tyler as Betty Ross. Absolutely insane that she's in this. Um, um, I, I like her in this. Movie. Yeah, she's fine. Look, she's fine. She's fine, but man, they didn't give her a lot to do. No, she is kind of just to me, uh, just there for Bruce. Is I, that like wrong to say? It feels like she's just there to be some tool for Bruce. Yeah, she very quickly leaves. Well, as we know, in the other twenty-five minute movie Ryan was watching, <laughs> so stuff goes down. But like, she very in this movie. We're not talking deleted scenes, but like she leaves Tybrow so quickly and it's almost like she has no remorse over it like she like wasn't he, Bruce Banner he, gone for five years he was yeah uh, and like Ty, she doesn't Tyburel like was and only, she just like drops this guy and is like oh Bruce is back so this is done Tybrow was only there as like, a substitute yeah well he was there for her physically I guess and that yeah. was it but it was yeah. weird because it seemed like she moved on with herself and then she quickly drops it but then she's like 100% back with Bruce and I'm like this is so strange. Like she's like one hundred percent in just immediately. Yeah. Like, like she's not trying like, to trying to bone down with them later on in the movie too. I mean, like, pretty that's quickly. Like the most too. memorable scene I have with them. Too. <laughs> yeah, it's like actually an to, interesting scene. Like they, yeah. It's a it's a clever. You mentioned again the use again, of sex and use the, of sex in Marvel, MCU, and now right. we don't have that anymore. Um, I can't get too. I think, I think we excited. Can, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, all there's no more sex. Uh, we could probably chalk that up to Christian oligarchy, but anyway. Uh, we'll talk about it another time. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it's just, it's cool. To see. It's cool to see it in this movie. I'm sorry. It's cool um, to see it in this movie. Uh, what I, what I liked and about, then it's never again. What I liked about Liv Tyler in this movie, when I was watching this, I thought she had a really great performance in her moments of being shocked. Like I think when she, like like when yeah whenever they gave her the camera shot through her face but even even her even her <laughs> voice like the way she delivered the dialogue right like when she sees Bruce and she runs into Bruce in the alleyway and she comes back she goes to Stanley and she's like Tell that's me. not Stanley no Stan Stanley's the guy's name not Stanley oh, is it really? Stanley's the character's oh, name Stanley yeah. Stanley oh, okay. is yeah. the I pizza you said Stanley no Stan Stanley the pizza okay, shop gotcha, owner gotcha. she oh. goes to Stanley. And she, yes, it's probably an in, in, intentional name. But she goes to Stanley. That guy's very Italian. And she, and she <laughs> says, tell me, I saw what I saw. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, she does a really good show, child's voice. And then I realized, that's just how she speaks. Yeah. Because she's even going, Bruce, it's good to see you. Yeah. And I was like, oh. This is, this is such a I far thought, cry from Lord of the I'm, Rings, man. Well, then it's, I'm like, oh, she's making some weird choices. And I watched some behind the scenes stuff today. And she's like, I had so much fun. Doing this movie, like, oh, it's just her. This is actually talks. She talks. So she didn't really act. Is that what you're telling me? Like, there was no she real acting. <laughs> she read the lines. Yeah, 
Is there anything in that other movie in the deleted scenes? Um, <laughs> there's stuff in there, yeah. <laughs> like, it's... Uh, I, yeah, look, she's I, fine. At one point, I it's did very watch the whole thing. But... It's very interesting that she's coming back for New World Order. Because yes. I don't know... Where is she going to fit? Is exactly. Bruce going to be... Is, does Bruce have to be in New World Order? Like, there's, he's got to be in it, they've right? They've never really wrapped up I the don't... Bruce and Betty thing, with, yeah. especially with Ruffalo. And I'm kind of like, are they... It was gonna... interesting when the, with the what if, too, where they had him retroactively... Wasn't that retroactive with Betty instead of the Edward Norton art? Well, it's it's Ruffalo is is in the What If episode. The What If episode, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and he does the voice and everything. Right. So you're actually getting to see the events of the Incredible Hulk with Ruffalo in right. it. Yeah, but we've never seen it live action, certainly. right? Which yeah. I th- I honestly I have a theory that this movie is at least a half a star better if you just copy and paste Mark Ruffalo's face onto Edward yeah. Norton's body. Yeah, yeah. It might work. Like, but it, it, yeah, it's interesting. She's she's interesting, and I I would imagine all these years later, the acting chops have gotten better. I mean, it's been over a decade. No, so hopefully, I'm yeah, not even know, I'm not even learned, trying to insult her acting. I just well, thought no, no, I just no, thought I, it was look, interesting that I noticed. You said that. it. You said it. You know, she needs to take some lessons. Yeah. And you You're know, verbatim. That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think she's great, but I think um, it's going to be interesting seeing her come back because I just don't know. Where she fits, I'm, like is I'm she is she is she, just gonna is she be, gonna be a, a part of the army now? Yeah, like, with, she's that, just with gonna be like the, the William, uh, not the William Hurt stuff. I think she might just be a, like a a bridge between you know uh, Cap and uh, Thunderbolt Ross. I hope they give her more to do. I yeah. hope she's not just I, I, sort of. I know his some people daughter. are speculating that she could be she Red She Hulk. I hope not. So instead of doing Red Hulk, instead of having Harrison, we Ford already have Hulk's son coming in the MCU. Red She Hulk. So. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think they're going to do a Red Hulk of some. I it's either going to be Harrison Ford or Liv Tyler is going to Hulk out in this movie. Yeah. Probably <laughs> we're going to so, need, and uh, we're getting that Planet Hulk movie. I think they're working up towards that. We'll see. Yeah. Have you heard those rumors that uh, Disney's trying to sell Hulu to Comcast so they get the rights back? Get the distribution to, rights. They want the distribution rights yeah. for Hulk and Namor. Yeah, well, they, they should. I mean, Ruffalo is obviously willing to do it. So I mean, I mean for years he's joked about like there will never be there will never be a movie. Thanks, Universal. Yeah. Like I, I've been hearing though that Comcast is like being a little they're being tough. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like Disney really wants it, but they're kind of being tough. I hope it happens because it would be nice to actually that's get a, like an MCU distributed look everything. I'm, sh- I'm under, sure there's also know. money involved, but that's a pretty decent trade for like Disney to give up all rights to, to Hulu. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I but then I guess I mean I, t- I, I was really telling you, I was like they're getting like Comcast is getting like a very robust streaming service that's mm-hmm. highly successful. I guess the thing though is that Disney will also take all their content off, and it's a lot of their content on there. Well, so the it's like you're Hulu buying a name. Like, the more and more, but you're not these, buying the yeah. content. So the more yeah. streamers that make their own thing, that's what Hulu's suffering. Yeah, yeah. but and even, it, but even it, the content, it's been good that that's been like the Fox. Uh, streaming service, the, the older Disney, mm-hmm. the non-Disney, PG, like all that stuff's going on there. Yeah. But now that Disney's kind of becoming comfortable with having R-rated stuff on yeah. Disney Plus, they don't really need it anymore. Yep. So well, it'll be interesting to see that. what happens. <laughs> all right, Edward Norton as Bruce Banner such the Hulk. A uh, great actor, great better writer. Um, <laughs> I've heard there's a whole other movie in the deleted scenes. I don't know if I mentioned that. Look, uh, <laughs> um, I don't hate him in this role. I really don't hate him in this really? role. I don't hate him in this role. I think, I think he's so boring. I think... I really do. It, it's like I said, it's the thing with the recast, right? Is that I think that he's an interesting choice for the role. There's a better choice on the table. Yeah. And they get the better yeah. choice. Ruffalo is a, is a better Hulk. Yeah. But I don't think he's... I, don't, I think he has an idea... Again, he has an idea for a specific type of... Bruce Banner, a specific type of Hulk that's inspired by the 60s but show and stuff Norton's like that. But that's the coming in with... 
preconceived notions of what he wants. And it's, it's almost like he walked, it, it's almost like, I don't know, Marvel or Universal sat down with him and was like, this is what we're thinking. And then he sat in the meeting, went, yeah, yeah, great. And then walked out the door and went, what do I want to do? Yeah. And then just started immediately doing his own thing. Well, I and it think, was like, I don't know. It's like it all went over his head. I think from what I understand, again, from what I saw, I don't have any official research on it, is that he was under the understanding that he could do whatever he wanted, that there was a deal <laughs> a deal that was brokered between the studio and him that he could basically have final Creative. say over the movie okay. so he can do rewrites. And like I said, like whether that's being on the edit on like American History X and basically sure. ousting the director of that movie, Which from what I understand. Insane. Um, I think he thought it was going to be like that, and they they pull back and they fight him eventually for kind of creative Good. rights. Like they let him Good. rewrite the movie, but they kind of stop there. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm and glad think, somebody stood up to Edward Norton and stopped his rant. And I terror. think that's part of the reason why he got upset too. So, Good. I'm glad he's I upset. Think, I'm glad he still heard about it too. He still oh, whines he still about is. this movie. Yeah. Oh, he still whines about this movie, and th- he sits there and he goes, "Oh, Marvel just wasn't ready for it." What did he say? I was, and you're like, "Shut up!" Dude. He said he was at a he was at a roast for Bruce Willis. Was it like 18, 2018, 2019? I yeah. And he said years, ten over ten this years over after 10 this movie. Years. And he said, "Oh, I just wanted to make a Marvel movie that was a, that was at least as good as the worst Christopher Nolan movie." I'm like, "Okay, like, Shut up. Yeah, yeah, like edgy." <laughs> I think that his, his my issue with this is that this banner I know he has his own you know version of banner yeah. you know that he wants I think this banner works as like a leading like a like a leading character in its own little universe yes I don't think this version of banner would not work as a works team. in a team it does not work as a team he's no. like Tony Stark light to me it's not as quippy but he's got that attitude and I think you need, you know, different personalities on a team like the Avengers, mm-hmm. obviously. And Mark Ruffalo comes in with the more meek I think, scientist. Like you said, yeah, I think it just works there's better. a lack of confidence in Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner that mm-hmm. makes him a little yes. bit... It makes it interesting because yeah. the Hulk can destroy you. Yeah. But he doesn't, you know, he's not he even confident that yeah. you know, he could talk Ed, to you. Edward Norton knows how smart he is, and, and that's it, the problem. And it, mm-hmm. it's also His banner like, knows how smart he is. And Norton that's, that's seems afraid. Norton, Norton doesn't like the Hulk because it's keeping him from his life. But it seems like Ruffalo is he just afraid to, of the Hulk. Like, like Ruffalo's afraid of what the Hulk will do, and Norton's afraid of the consequences faced from the Hulk. But yeah. I think Ruffalo's like, no, I don't like having this guy in my body like what right. he, what he's going to do when I'm responsible and Norton for looks at it as like, like I oh, want to get my life inter- back this guy's interfering with my life he right. just wants to bang I can't have sex with Liv Tyler to I can't have sex with Liv Tyler <laughs> I just want to bang and it's just very yeah It's I don't think this is an interesting performance I watch this movie and I get bored with him very yeah. quickly like I think he's just kind of walking around on screen with his hands in his pockets and he's kind of slouched over mm-hmm. a little bit and whenever he's delivering lines, I just don't feel like he's that interested in what he's saying. And the lines themselves aren't that interesting. I don't think he says one thing of substance in this entire movie. I genuinely don't. Like, I watch this movie and I'm like, he does, he's not saying anything that matters. Like, yeah. he doesn't have any good lines. <laughs> like, with Iron Man, it felt like everything RDJ was saying was like, this is awesome. Like, I love the way this guy's talking. He's quippy. Yeah. He's fast. But when he has to be emotional, he gets there. But with this movie, I just feel like Edward Norton's just... He's I don't He's pretty know. emotionless. He's pretty emotionless. Yeah. And he's kind of overconfident. And you're kind of watching this guy who's riding a high of being able to do whatever he wants and thinking he's doing this really cool thing. Yeah. And he's not. It's not cool. Like It's yeah. not a good role. And, and, this and he mo- doesn't fit it. Yeah. This movie, too, he could have... You can go a lot of different ways with it, right? But the premise of the Hulk is... I get too angry, and then I turn into the law. Yeah. 
you think with something like that, you would have had a range of sort of emotion on the screen, and he's pretty flat the whole time. Yeah. And a lot of this isn't even like do we need anger though. A lot of it is heart rate. Mm-hmm. Like he, even when he's in running, or he's trying to have sex, it's like the heart rate goes over two hundred. He turns into the he's Hulk. Interested it's in not the, the anger. Yeah, he, like, Martin's interested in the concept of how he controls, like him studying how to control. Oh, that, I know. I know. He's, not, yeah. he's very interested I mean, in. I need to control the monster need, inside. Why of do me. we need backstory? We're not back. So why do we need like all this time spent in the factory with all these factory workers? What's with the factory? Why are we flushing What's out with the, the factory? Fa- why are we flushing out like the factory that, that he like... leaves and never comes back to? Like, why are we flushing out this if factory? If Norton had his way, it would have just been There's a, a lot of factories. A character oh. story on him working in a factory. <laughs> the conditions of the factory. There's and then a maybe lot the Hulk of, shows up. Maybe the, the uprising yeah. to get rights for the factory yeah, workers. It's, it's about the union workers it's at the factory. It's about the union workers. What? That's actually in the deleted scenes movie. I don't know if you've heard. One of the There's little factory uprising. union negotiations and one of, the, <laughs> one of the deleted scenes is... Union negotiations. Is Norton... <laughs> one of the deleted we scenes is... We want an hour of, lunch. <laughs> oh now 45... A 45 one hour, hour, 60 minutes. And if not, I'm going to put my blood in another bottle. <laughs> <laughs> You'll still again. I will kill another old man, um, I swear. <laughs> one of the deleted scenes is Banner being sent a book about the flower that he needs to get and then having to research the flower. Do we get, watch? Do we actually watch Edward a, Norton read like, the entire why, book? Why? Why? Like, yeah, how they do in the movie. Just have the flower. You don't need to see him get the book to find the we flower. Don't need, to get the we don't need the book. We don't need... Just tell us there's a flower and he needs this. That's all we need. We don't need to watch Edward Norton get the book, go through the pages and research this flower. Nobody cares. The flower doesn't do anything. It doesn't even it work. Doesn't, it doesn't even work. Why flush the flower out if it's not going to work? It's I mean, like the, it's like the opposite this, Chekhov's gun. I'm waiting for the, fact that the, the factory woman... To come back in Avengers Five because they give her a lot. <laughs> she give her a she lot. comes out with like Zeus's she's thunderbolt. Actually, she's also <laughs> actually in New World Order. She's coming back. <laughs> she's coming back. She gets all this development, the, and then it the all guy and, and then it all climaxes when he's escaping his apartment, runs into her apartment, goes thanks, kisses her, doesn't ask, and then takes off. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess he and just the, stole the that kiss guy, and takes off. The bald guy that's harassing a couple crimes. The bald guy that's harassing him the entire time? Like, What's with the bald guy? What is this? Like, I, I don't know. It was just so silly to me. Like, even I guess when they're they, in the factory and the bald guy, like, runs out and, like, bumps into him, I'm like, I know. What is, I'm it, like, this is like Spider-Man, Toby Spider-Man 1 with Flash Thompson. Like, he's bullying him in the fact. I'm like, what is this? He does I wonder deliver if, the, you won't likely, when I'm hungry. In the, del- in the deleted yeah, scenes, is there, is there, in the 25-minute uh, deleted scenes movie. It's more than 25 minutes. I know it's more than 25 minutes. I'm just going to keep calling it the 25-minute deleted scene movie, though. In in that movie, is there anything of, like, this guy, like, stealing Edward Norton's lunch or, like, his lunch money? I think there is Does more... he, like, put him up against a fence, a chain link fence, and go, all right, give it to I me? I think there is more bullying, but I don't remember what it is. It's so stupid. Um, it's so stupid. Because the guy just gets demolished by the Hulk later. I know. So it doesn't matter. I yeah, don't know. It, I would, yeah, it's... It's nuts. It's all stupid. Um, yeah, let's flush out that factory more though. Yeah, it's really but, that's the movie I want. That's the movie as I want. As far as Edward Norton goes, like yeah, it's just he's an interesting choice, and I understand why they went with him. But he's not. He's not the. He's got star he's not power. The right choice. I just didn't. He's got for the star, universe. He's got star I don't power, see it. but no, he doesn't work for the overall. But MCU. it's funny that like that. I feel like today if. They brought somebody in like this, and and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to rewrite the movie." They're like, "No, get the f- 
out of here. Yeah. Like, they're not oh, like, yeah. sure. They're not letting that happen. No, like, no, no, no that's never though. happening today. I mean, I, they have a roster of writers, right? Yeah. And that's who they use. Uh, same with directors. All right. So synopsis. Yeah. Um, when an experiment goes wrong, scientist Bruce Banner finds himself on the run from the government as he hunts for a cure to his problems, all while trying to keep his cool and not get angry. He doesn't get angry, though. <laughs> he, it's a heart rate. He's it's mostly disinterested. Rate. He's mostly disinterested. It's all about the heart rate. It's not it even does, about it, anger. When, when, he, when does he... Yeah, it's angry in the... In the factory. He gets angry in the factory. And and he's like, it. oh, stop, stop. Because the guy's bullying him for the lunch money. And he's like, oh, stop, stop. And he gets angry. But then every other time, it's he's running. His heart rate gets up. And he stops. He's... <laughs> And he's doing the breathing exercises. Yeah. And you're like, I don't need this. I don't need this. As far as... The, when he's reading the book about the flower, he's getting winded and the heart rate's going. And you're like, oh my God. Like, when are they going to stop? But I think they, the government... <laughs> when kill, will this end? The government kills that dog in this movie. Oh, they sure do. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty... Yeah. Why do they need to do That's that? another thing they don't do in any of these movies anymore is like kill, animal kill animals, cruelty. Yeah, yeah. Like killing animals. I, I feel like it's a PETA thing now, but like also it's... They kill that ant now, Also, man. it's just... Yeah, I guess so. But also, it's just not really necessary anymore. Right. Yeah. But as far as story goes, right, I think the biggest problem with the story is that it's too slow. When they get to New York and, and, they, and they finally meet Stearns, yeah. I was like, oh, well, this is... This is interesting. This is where it gets it gets better. But it takes forever to it get takes to forever New York. It takes forever to get there. Yeah. It yeah. takes forever to get to New York. And when they finally get there, it's not even like they're shooting New York well. Yeah. It's like they're by a subway sign... And then they do, like, the stupid New York joke. Oh, me on the subway with angry New Yorkers. <laughs> the most aggressive city in the Still, world. That's, like the jo- that's the joke. And then yeah. I'm like, Edward Norton wrote this because he's humorless. <laughs> <laughs> I know he wrote this. Uh, yeah, this movie feels very long. It's not even two hours. I know. It, it, it does aware. drag. Because we're um, at the factory for so long. All right. Well, we can... Tie that into Let's our flush out the factory. We can tie that into our union rights, baby. Opinions. Uh, what are your general opinions about this movie? I'm pretty clear. I don't care for this. <laughs> I, I really, I don't care for this movie. I think it's. I'm glad that it is the black sheep. I'm kind of glad that Marvel for so long kind of didn't want you to remember it. I think they're trying to, as uh, <laughs> Ryan famously or infamously, some might say, said, fix it, and that's fine. They can do that, but like. It's never going to make the movie better, uh, no matter how many characters you bring back or how many things you try to tie in. When you watch this movie on its own, it's not good. And it's never going to be better just because of some things that happen over 10 years later, to me. I would say that when you compare this to Iron Man, because that's the one, you know, yeah. that we've, we did Iron Man. Fair comparison. Yeah. Fair, Fair comparison, comparison. Coming up right at the same time, the same, same universe. Iron Man reset the table. Mm-hmm. And the Hulk gave you what you expected out of a superhero movie at the time. Yeah. Which standard was like a standard. Yeah. Eh. So, I mean, I, I think that there's moments in this that are really interesting. I, I like that this movie goes full on like monster horror. I, I like that there's a very like the simple side of the story, too. We don't really get like as much as the um, not. I, I don't love how they did it in this, but the sort of, you know, him trying to control himself to not become the Hulk. They don't really spend a lot of time on that in any of the future movies. They they show the aftermath of the Hulk when he hulks out, but you know, they, like event, there's you, there's different triggers. For him it. in in Avengers is is probably the only time. True, until, and in him revealing that as right. we see at the end of but this movie. But then, like Age of Ultron, it's Wanda yeah. who does it. Yeah. And, and it's and they sort of by then he sort of has the control of it. So I like that yeah, side well, of it. We get the reveal that which. 
it's a reveal in Avengers, but it's really a reveal in this movie that he can control, control he it. can trigger yeah. it. Yeah. And, and but I, I think, think that that's... that was the way of them saying it is canon because, like, oh yeah, you remember at the end of the movie he was controlling, right. like, yeah. So you I, know. I like that part of it. And what I would say too is that you know, while it's not the best one, I do think it has probably the most staying power out of any, like, for current Marvel yeah. when you project it, right? Yeah, again, it... the Hulk is still there, a different actor. Blonsky's back. Yeah. Hurt his uh, uh, Thunderbolt Ross has stayed in. Different actor, but still there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Betty Ross the is leader, coming back. Yeah. The leader's coming back. Um, so, It'll be the know, most impactful and current. Right. Current like, it's still yeah. relevant in Phase 5, which is at least but that's because that's because they didn't touch it for so long. That's, that's true. the beauty of not, being, not yeah. touching it for so long. But just like, that, like Original Recipe Andrew said, it doesn't change <laughs> the fact that this movie, when just viewed in a vacuum... Has a lot of issues, yeah. and it's kind of boring. It is, it is. I I like this movie a little bit more than you do. I don't love this movie by any means. I go back and forth. Sometimes I watch it and I really enjoyed it. This time it was kind of difficult to get through. I think because I recently watched Iron Man, and that's very exciting and very you know energetic. And yeah. like I said, it has an energy, electricity to it that you're you're glued even when it's again. I think there's probably more action in The Incredible Hulk than there is in Iron Man. Yeah, but it's how they handle the in-between that that works and i think that they really take their time in the incredible hulk and not the most interesting manner we do get is not always the most interesting but i think that the action sequences when we do get them really stand out to me as as some pretty interesting well done as practical as you can get yeah uh you know for having a cgi creature as your main character um action sequences and uh i think it you know I, I was entertained. I thought Norton did okay. I think everybody around him is probably more interesting. It was a misstep compared to Iron Man, but it, it, it's an interesting way of handling it. But I, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't love the idea of having a Hulk movie as is. I think Hulk is a better supporting character. Mm. And I don't, like you guys are talking about a, a World War Hulk movie, whatever. I don't want to see another Hulk movie. I, I, I don't want to see... Just that character. I think he's better in other people's movies. Now that you've said it, it won't happen. So, um, you know what else that doesn't help this movie? The fact that it's sandwiched between yes, Iron Man, but also the Dark Knight. Yeah, so oh, that's yeah. a great point. Two like incredible, the next month is the Dark Knight. Literally yeah. like two incredible superhero movies in Ga- one summer, and this movie sandwiched yeah. in between. It's like it doesn't help it. Yeah. If you really look at it, uh, The Incredible Hulk is the worst superhero movie of 2008, most likely. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I'm sure there's some smaller sure, junk okay, in there. Okay, the yeah. worst uh, superhero movie of the summer of 2008. When did the second? When did uh, Silver Surfer come out? Oh man, was that around? Oh, that Fantastic time? Four. Yeah. Was, was that, that the same time? Maybe oh seven. I think it was, was early seven. I think the first one was like oh five, wasn't it? So mm. it had to have been. I think oh seven was probably Silver Surfer. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I'm sure there's some bad ones in there, though. Um, I think these were the three. Uh, the three main ones, but I'm sure that there were some other ones. Of 2008. I'm sure there are other comic book movies in 2008. Um, in 2008? Yeah, I'll look it up. There's three. But, um, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I don't think so. I think that, I think there's more than you than you think. Um, All right, well, when we get to it on the... But, with, oh, but, even, in the, but even in the MCU, though, it's sandwiched between Iron Man and Iron Man 2, which, yeah. again, is another movie that people don't always love. And Because um, it's not the first Iron Man. Yes, well, it'll be interesting. <laughs> That's why they don't like it. It'll be interesting to talk about it next yeah. week. <laughs> but between, you know, again, two Iron Man movies, it's like you feel like you're kind of stuck with the same two characters right. after a while. It's like by the time we finally get Thor, you're just excited to have a different... Character, right, right. You know, so what do you? What would you give this? I, what would you give this rating for? Two this stars. Movie? What about you? 
I would I would go <coughs> like uh, I would probably still say three. I think I'm two and a half. Yeah. So I I, I I like it more than you original recipe, and I, and I like it you know a little less than you new. Yeah. Um, just cut out the Andrews. You know we know we know who you guys are. Yeah. yeah. That makes but sense. uh, but I I I think it's a, I think it's a okay movie. I it's something that I'm not going to turn this on to watch a Marvel movie or an MCU movie. But when I have to do a rewatch, I'm not necessarily dreading doing a rewatch. But yeah. I know you kind of said something to me before about um, watching this movie and questioning yourself every time you watch this movie. Yeah, I do, because <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get why this is like, I, I don't know. I do question my myself, and I'm like, yeah. I don't really care for this movie, and I'd prefer not to watch it. Yeah. And when I, whenever I do rewatches of the MCU, I'm glad it's not on Disney+, Plus, so I don't have to watch it. I had to rent this movie. I had I had God, the, I had the Blu-ray. Me. God, that angered me. I spent. It's not on like I thought it was on something else. Though. It's not streaming anywhere. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. I, when I when I watched crazy. the uh, the MCU back for the first time uh, with my wife, she had you know hadn't seen any of it. Iron Man, so excited to show it, and then I was like, listen. We'll get through this one. Yeah. Trust me. They're not all like this. Yeah. So, I mean, that tells me how I really view that movie. Yeah. It's, it's like, the same, but it's the same thing watch it for the two. continuity and move on. Once you get on, much continuity. Once you get off of uh, Iron Man or the Avengers, like, hey, we're going to take a little bit. We have Iron Man 3. We're right. through the Dark World. We're going to get through St- this. Stick with us. Stick with it. <laughs> wait, wait till Captain America. Yeah. Just wait till Captain America. Like, like, you know. Um, boy, oh, boy. All right. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, uniqueness. What stands out to you in this movie? Uh, Edward Norton's incredible writing. <laughs> <laughs> the 25 minutes lead scene movie stands out to me. That's really good. Um, no, uh, look, I I think the supporting cast, oddly enough, stands out more than Norton does. I think the idea of not really making it anger that triggers triggers the Hulk. It's more like I said, it's the they heart play with rate. they play with it's the like, heart rate more than it's the like actual. This, yeah. it, it's like he can't. Get to it's like they, you can't, explore uh, that it's more than just anger that alters your body. Here's the thing, though, I don't understand why Edward Norton, his Bruce Banner, is so skinny. He can't work out. <laughs> that heart rate gets too high. He's turning into the Hulk. Why does he look like that? Yeah, true. It should be. He should be a slob. Yeah, but he's also got the he's also got the metabolism <laughs> right? of the Hulk. If Edward Norton really had creative control, he would have been. He just showed up. He would have put on hundred pounds. He's, when he's, yeah, he'd be on hundred pounds. He'd be watching Portuguese Sesame Street down in cheese curls, drinking the drinks, screaming about union rights, screaming about union rights. That's what we really should have gotten. But uh, yeah, that's what stands. That's that's unique to me. What stands out to you in this movie? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Um, I I think that uh, yeah, I mean the supporting characters I think are really solid in this. And I wish that Mr. Blue was in the movie much More. earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his it character takes a while to get to him, yeah. is like just pops off the screen. It's he's just such a great actor. Forty-five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Everything, everything he's in, he's just so believable in what he does, and he always plays the most eccentric characters. Yeah, I think he's really good in it. I don't mm-hmm. really care for Liv Tyler in this that much. She's but all right. She's yeah. okay, uh, and I like you know that they kind of lean into the like the mustache twirling villain. With yeah. um, with General Ross I, in this, yeah, I yeah. I I like uh, the and use Tim of Roth. I like yeah. the use of Tim yeah. Roth in this movie. That Blonsky's not necessarily he's a villain, and obviously you know it's the power and all that gets to him or whatever. But like yeah. he just wants like he's on a mission. Like he's, he's trying to serve his government. Like his government yeah. is leading him. Maybe a commentary on the misuse of uh, patriotism and uh, loyalty to your government. Um, I don't also, know. commentary on reckless military spending. Exactly. 
I need to uh, borrow some money. I need some more trucks. Some one of those Stark Tech trucks, <laughs> the uh, Sonic Cannon. <laughs> you just <laughs> had five of those. You just had five of those. I need right seven more. They're going to work, more. I swear, this time. They're going to work. <laughs> um, I promise they won't get smashed. Does this bring anything new? I don't really think it does, oddly enough. I mean, I don't... Is it New? Like, with Iron Man, we could talk new because the formula and the writing I, is so different. I don't think there's anything new I think here. it attempts to bring a seriousness and le- quote-unquote legitimacy to <laughs> the MCU or, or yeah. to the Marvel movies. It brings a self-seriousness. That, that I don't think... It, I'm not saying that it's legit or any more better than anything else, but I think it, it thinks it is. I think Norton thinks <laughs> this the, movie is. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, Norton thinks it is, and that's what's so funny. He thinks he's... God... He thinks he's big sh. Oh, he it does. just drives me crazy. I think that the new thing that this brings is continuity. This is the first movie. I mean, like Iron Man is Iron Man, right? Where they establish a universe. But yeah. this is the first one where you see trucks come in and they're using Stark Tech and you see, you know, characters overlapping even minimally and and shields mentioned. Yeah. And so this kind of like really is like the big step into the universe. How would you feel if I told you that the people that made this movie, they weren't completely write, writing out the Ang Lee Hulk movie. That this was like kind of a sequel, somewhat continuation to the Ang Lee Hulk movie uh, when they made this movie. Uh, it would bother me a little bit. I, I, is that fun fact stuff? You're okay. Yeah. We'll wait it's a little. Just, a little, a little, little tease. Tease. Yeah, kind of shows why well, Tokyo some tees. of the well, Tokyo tees. Well, Tokyo tees. Yeah, they weren't fully committed in, in one direction. Yeah. It feels. I don't think they believed in their audience mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Uh, what is the best scene in this movie? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, you know what, man? I'm going to go with um, the Hulk in the factory. I do think that's the best scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think probably... that monster stuff is really, really well shot. I think um, it is effective. It, it is effective. It's kind of scary. Really, you yeah. don't see him, and he's kind of moving through the shadows, and you're kind of not... You know, it, it, there's something about it that you're like, oh, what is, what is, what is going to happen here? It's like here? Jaws. And then, yeah, every now and then, guys are getting picked off and they're getting thrown out from the darkness and hitting. It's, it's, it's. And that's really the only it reason works. why they included those factory bullies so they could get killed off. But those, yeah. that role could have very easily be filled by some nameless soldiers. They didn't yeah. need to have 20 well, minutes. Well, the bullies get filled out more in the 25 minute deleted <laughs> move. That's what. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, that's can, where all the stuff is. I'll can, say that my there's favorite actually a scene. rise oh, and yes. fall. There's yes. actually a rise and fall with the union negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> that's when they uh, they are the union. Reps. They're friends at first, but then they're not yeah. because something happens with the union. Well, they wouldn't commit to the hour lunch. Yeah, they couldn't commit. Yeah, forty five or, or nothing. Um, I would say my favorite is when the um, uh, when he gets kicked, Blonsky. Oh, yeah. yeah, when yeah. he just gets launched because it's like the kick. music goes quiet. And he's just launched. And yeah. he should have died. It reminds yeah. me, I think we'll kind of talk about that again when we do Avengers with Loki. Kind of feels like that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, look, I think there are, I will probably go agree with you, uh, Original Recipe, Andrew, that it is the fact. OG scene. Recipe. <laughs> OP. But, uh, you know. OG. Uh, OG. OG. OG yeah. Overpowered Recipe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan, you're so hip. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm cool. Come get these hands. But... <laughs> Um, oh man! I, you know, the factory scene's probably you know the, the best scene in the movie. Uh-huh. But I think you know I think the the scene it's interesting to see uh, the scene with with Hulk and uh, or Bruce and uh, Betty in yeah. in the bed with the heart rate. I actually think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. A good comedic moment, but also explores it. Kind of shows again like, kind of the, the limits and 
kind of tragedy of, of Bruce Banner. Yeah. Um, is this whole movie about his sexual frustration? <laughs> exactly. That's, is that what this is? That's it's the either tragedy. union negotiations the or tragedy, sexual frustration. The, tra- um, the tragedy of Bruce Banner. I think the college fight. <laughs> can't get laid. I think the college fight is really is really good, and I think the uh, the Harlem fight at the end is is entertaining as well. Um, you literally picked all the action moments. Was right? it is the action it's moments? The action and moments. and when he's running from the team in Brazil. I thought it was really interesting yeah. that he's running away. Very reminiscent early on, though, of the Chase and Fast Five. Uh, it's very similar to the Chase and Fast Five. Um, right, because we're talking about that movie. Hey, the <laughs> Terrier. He didn't direct that. Yeah, but he's doing Fast <laughs> X, and Fast X looks about the Fast Five. We got that. So, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, it always comes back to Fast it Five. It always comes back to Fast Five. Um, connect, connectivity, how does this fit in with the rest of the franchise? I mean, it's the second well, installment of the MCU. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned the and use of Stark Tag, right? Yeah, they start you know, to shield, uh, yeah. shield, yeah. weave the continuity together. We see the shield logo. This, this movie literally ends with Tony Stark walking in the bar yes. and saying, "We're mm-hmm. making a team." I mean, that's connected to the shoe. Yeah, it is. It, it, it connects in, a, in an interesting manner from yeah. what they set up before. Yeah, obviously, they, there are some differences because they change actors and stuff like right. that. But uh, I think it does connect relatively at the time, relatively well. Yeah. yeah. Um, is this a worthy continuation to the franchise? I'm going to say yes, but I, I'm very... Uh, I mean, you can say no. I'm not going to say no, because I think it, I think it's... I think the, it does enough to be worthy, but I... I even even if even with my heavy dislike of this movie, it, it almost kind of... This movie almost, in a way, feels necessary. Yes. Uh, to get what we get with Ruffalo. The like, you mo- need this to get to the greatness that Ruffalo brings. The mm-hmm. movie... Itself, so we can see the stark difference and how much better it is. The movie itself isn't a great continuation, but it helps continue this franchise and, and show that everything does matter yeah. and everything does. It connect. respects the yeah. continuity. Yes, yeah. you do need it. As funny enough, because they, they again they in turn ignore this movie for fifteen years. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know it does it does help push forward the narrative of the MCU. Yeah, you know. So all right. Well, before we do the future of the franchise, let's do some kind of casting, some fun facts, and some uh, editing and controversy. Um, all right. Uh, fun uh, casting. Yeah. Uh, Louis Boutarier had an original choice for Bruce Banner. Any guesses on who that might have been? Mark Ruffalo. It's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, damn right. He was the original intent. He was Luthierier's original choice for Mark Ruffalo, and the studio preferred You Norton, see so much of that and they wanted, Marvel, yeah. like the recycling but of casting. That's what I mean yeah. about um, Leterrier is I think he had an idea for what he wanted in this movie. If he wanted Ruffalo, like he's got a vision, and that's yeah. you know that's the that's yeah. the good choice. David Duchovny was a front runner for Bruce Banner as well. That's interesting. I think he could have so, done. He's a little older Dave, though so at the time. I, wasn't I, he? I will say David Duchovny is is gonna pop up in something else we're doing later this summer. As a name for something. Oh, okay. And Choices. It's, it's it's he's a name that you don't think of first. But he but was he's kind of in the running for a lot of these roles. He was hot very, for a long time, yeah. I don't know if it was like the X Files or it if it was, was yeah. Californication. I don't know what it was, but he he was kind of a choice for a lot of things yeah. for a while. And I was like, This is very strange. He's an interesting choice. Yeah. I I think he would could have I think he could have fit. I think I. It's weird that he's not in any superhero. Yeah. Movies, even now, like he hasn't even been cast in like because right. he's older now. But it's like yeah. it's weird that he hasn't even been cast as just anything—a military general, but anything. If he like, had to be a main character, I think the Hulk or I think Banner is in it. And, and I, think, oh, I could sure. see it. He could fit it. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno provides the voice of the Hulk and appears that. as a mm. security guard in the film. Yes, I, I, um, I know that scene. Martin Starr. 
cameos yes, he uh, does. in the role, credited as computer nerd, but the role has since been retroactively revealed to be his... That's uh, him waving the pizza. <laughs> it's re- retroactively revealed to be his Roger Harrington character from the MCU Spider-Man films. Kevin oh. Feige's gone back and said, yes, that's him in college. Or Love it. Nice. So cool. there is a, an actual continuation there. Paul Souls, who mm-hmm. plays Stanley the pizza shop owner, um, voiced Bruce Banner such the Hulk in the 1966 animated series, and he voiced Spider-Man in the 1962 animated series. Oh, so they cool gave him a little nice. way of uh, nice. putting him in there. Um, Louis Leterrier insisted on the casting of Tim Roth, while Edward Norton and Marvel Studios were unsure of him as a supervillain. Oh, you know, wow. f- you. Look, man, I like Leterrier, man. Yeah, the no, more we talk about that, you, that f- you. I said that a lot. Sorry. To Norton was for Norton. Yeah. Because, like, first of all, like, okay, very quickly, I, I just want to say this: Tim Roth has proved himself time and time again. At this point, like Edward Norton isn't really on the scene at this point. Like Roth is already like this big established actor. He's done some I great mean, Norton films was with big Tarantino. Too. Norton was big too, I know. But like Roth is already like he's got all these incredible roles already under his belt. And for like Norton to look at him and act like, oh, I know if you like, dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, some other names for uh, Banner, Banner. We have uh, Lee Schreiber. Lee Schreiber. Yep. Lee Schreiber. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Sabretooth himself. Dominic Purcell. From a Prison Break? Is that... Um, so, I'm getting... Okay. I didn't watch Prison Break, but I know that was a big show at yeah. the time. I didn't watch it. He's one of the bald guys. I'm yeah, he is. Lead, he is. bald yeah. dudes. Okay. Uh, yeah, he is. So, they were both apparently considered for the role of Bruce Banner. Ray Stevenson was considered for the role of Emil Blonsky, but eventually he was cast as Volstagg in the Thor films. Volstagg. Ah. In an interview on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> confirmed... <laughs> That no, uh, he no. was a huge fan of the Hulk character oh, no. and the TV show, and that he wanted to play the role, but was turned down for the role. Uh, it is not made clear if, if this was for the 2003 film, the 2008 film, the 2012 Avengers any film, film. Any film. It, he didn't make it clear, but he said... He auditioned he said, turned down. They asked him, would you like to do one? He said, I always like to do the Hulk. He said, did you ever try to do it? He said, yes. And they shut me down. Interesting. <laughs> he said Marvel said no. Interesting. But he didn't say where it was or when, where the when, time yeah, it was. I would yeah. imagine it's 08. 08 feels Maybe. more right. Yeah. But <laughs> apparently he reached out to them to do it and they said nope. So, all right, all right. I'm getting angry. <laughs> you won't let You can't be angry. You're the all right, all right, all right. Yeah, you're all right. the all right. <laughs> you can't get angry. You can't get angry. Uh, fun facts. According to Tim Roth, Edward Norton rewrote scenes every day. Yes, he did. Wow. Yes, he um, did. Bruce mocks the idea of purple pants, the iconic Hulk costume from the comics. Oh, it sure does. Uh, the show, The Courtship of Eddie's Father, is shown on Bruce's TV. The show starred Bill Bixby, the star of the 1970s Hulk mm-hmm. television show. So he's in. they got a little Bixby cameo in there. A little there. Bill Bixby. Um, this is the only f- Phase 1 MCU film that does not feature Nick Fury in any capacity. Yeah. Hmm. That's true. Uh, Edward Norton wrote a draft of the script. The it's char- actually the 25 minutes of leading. <laughs> the character of Rick Jones. Do you guys know who Rick Jones is? Rick ah. Jones. I Rick know that Jones name. is like is a that the... he's like a perennial Marvel like sidekick. Like he he's was a psychic for Hulk for a long time. Okay. He's a psychic okay. for a lot of sure, and sure. he's had various powers and stuff. He's but he, he's kind of he kind of reminds me of like Marvel's Jimmy Olsen. Oh, kind okay. of cool, cool. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. like you know the, the he's kind of always there. Yeah. 
Um, it's really too much. But, I think uh, Jimmy Olsen's a photographer, though. Yeah, well, he's like he does whatever. I don't know what Rick Jones does, but he does something. Um, he works at the Bugle. <laughs> as the, the character of uh, Rick Jones was in early drafts of the script before Edward Norton rewrote it. <laughs> Jesus. So took him out. Yeah, of course he did. Uh, producer Gail Ann Hurd, who you might remember from the Terminator Gail films. Gail Ann Hurd, yeah. Um, she was a producer on this movie. She stated that in terms of Ang Lee's 2003 Hulk film, this was kind of a reboot, kind of a sequel, and termed it a requel. Okay. <laughs> Kevin Feige's head exploded when she said that out loud. <laughs> it's a requel. Excuse it's me? a term that we actually end up hearing in... Um, he actually had an aneurysm. In, yeah, uh, shit happened. <laughs> There's video I, of that. The first time I've heard requel is in uh, Scream Five. It's the first time that I like that kind really? of came to for uh, when I heard it. So it's interesting that back in 08, she's terming it a, a requel. Yeah. So hmm. uh, and then let's talk about some editing and controversy. Edward Norton and Louis Leterrier wanted the film to be around 135 minutes. Oh my god! But the producer wanted to be under two, the producers wanted it to be under two hours. Seventy minutes of <laughs> oh footage. My god. Was cut from the final version of the film. That's a on, separate movie. On the Blu-ray is 45 minutes of, of deleted scenes. 70 scene. minutes. Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, Louis Leterrier has discussed a test screening of the film that featured flashback, flashbacks placed throughout the film. So everything we see in the beginning placed throughout the film. Oh, that's interesting. Um, hmm. I'm kind of glad they didn't do which that. Which caused comparisons to Ang Lee's Hulk film, because apparently uh-huh. he does that in that. Which the studio did not want. They did not want to be compared to Ang Lee's Hulk. So uh, these scenes were then compromised. We, we don't want that. <laughs> they were then comp- they were then compressed to the opening of the film, uh-huh. which replaced an original opening of the film, which featured Bruce Banner going to the Arctic to commit suicide. That was the opening. That's the opening. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Wait, was that Edward Norton? It's yeah. It was. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I'm assuming it was because it's deep and dark. The man. movie opens. His gun is loaded. It's on, it's on the Blu-ray. He's gonna I watched it today. He, he, and we, of course we see like three minutes of him traveling to the Arctic. Is this filmed? This is filmed. This is there. Oh, this wow. is on the Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> he goes into the Arctic. He's got full <laughs> gears. He goes to the top of a of a snowy cliff. Pulls out a revolver and then holds it in his hand. But before he could do anything, because they're not going to have him put it in his mouth or anything like that. Sure. Before he can do anything, he transforms into the Hulk out of nowhere and crushes the gun. But I guess it's kind of uh, hinted at later in The Avengers where Ruffalo says, I pulled the trigger and the, guy, uh, the other guy spat it out. Like, I guess it's kind of reference to that. Right. Um, but during uh, this scene... Jesus. Uh, there were... There, Rumor, speculation. I don't know if I truly believe this. Could you imagine <laughs> just the, the movie starting with like yeah. that's what you, that, yeah. the first three minutes. This is an Iron Man, kids. <laughs> but uh, during the scene, this in, is life. Yeah. <laughs> during the scene in the Arctic, apparently there was a split second where you can see Captain America's frozen body in the ice. That's so. I don't know. Stupid. I don't know. If I, I don't know yeah. if I believe that though. It's like the I think uh, that's like amazing a Spider-Man Hall of Villains. Stupid. Yeah. I think that that's a fan thing. I don't know if that's actually true. You could also see the the skull of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Funny enough, <laughs> um, there were rumors of, of a dis- there were rumors of a dispute between Norton and Leterrier and the producers. So Norton and Leterrier together, and the producers of the film over the runtime of the film. Uh-huh. Uh, with the rumor being that Norton threatened to not promote the film if he was not happy with the final product. <laughs> he, he didn't. 
And this um, is happening at the time of like there wasn't just Feige, right? Yeah, they had the it was panel. Uh, Avi like, Arid was it, right. Uh, they had like a yeah. panel of like mixed of like the comic guys versus the studio yeah, yeah. guys. Yeah, and it was all blended together. together. Who was the guy that hated Feige and wanted him out? Like, like Hermulator. Okay, yeah, yeah. he yeah. he almost kicked his. But Avi Arid, who yeah. messed up a whole bunch of Spider-Man stuff too, he's the reason why the yeah. Spider-Man '90s cartoon got canceled. Oh, um, he was Tragic. like he was a big head of the studio at the time too. Oh, God. Um, so and then he went cleaned house. Then he went over to Sony and started f***ing up their movie. So, <laughs> you know, it's all good. Um, but uh, thank God for Morbius. And then, you know, they 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 uh, saved everything. Norton said he would he would not promote the movie if he was not happy with the final product. When didn't confronted, he, didn't he end up not promoting the movie well, anyway? When, <clears throat> when confronted with these rumors, Norton dismissed these rumors as private matters being misre- misrepresented publicly. He tried to blame like the media for spinning things that wasn't oh, their God business. Uh, during the promotion of the film, Universal and Norton planned a promotional tour to avoid uncomfortable questions about these rumors. Norton was at the premiere of the film, was in a Jimmy Kimmel Live sketch, and did promotion in Japan, but was off doing charity work in Africa during the film's American release. I think they're already just setting up that like there's just not blood's not there's yeah. some bad blood there, right? Yeah, things are some not bad blood. I mean, he's, there still is now. I mean, he's still taking shots of the movie now. He can't get over it. So, it, you, I have more on the Norton situation when we do the Avengers. But, yeah, it's... There's more when the Avengers... Yeah, well, they, Oh, well, I guess because they, they were, were like, gonna, do you want to come and There was still yeah. debate over, is he going to be in the Avengers, right. right? Like, and they have to make an announcement about that, right? Yeah. So, Jeez. I actually watched um, a, a Ruffalo interview. <laughs> she can't get over the first three minutes. He's going to try and kill himself. That's amazing. <laughs> I watched it's such a Norton thing. It really is. I watched a, a, um, a Ruffalo uh, interview today on the Graham Norton show where he talked about how he got the role of the Hulk. And he said he auditioned for the role of the Hulk. Uh, and they said that uh, it was the, day of, or the day of San Diego Comic-Con, I guess, whenever it is in whatever, 10 or whatever, whenever they're promoting mm-hmm. Avengers, they, his agent called him and said... Wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow and look out your window. And if there's a car outside, you have the roll. And if there's not, go back to bed. You didn't get the job. So he woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning and there was a car outside. So he got in the car. They put him on a plane, took him to San Diego. He gets there for Comic-Con. And then Robert Downey Jr. comes on and goes out there and says, And now, reprising his role as Bruce Banner in The Hulk, all the fans start thinking, Oh, my God, Edward Norton's coming out. And he goes, Mark Ruffalo. And the fans just go, What? <laughs> they're all confused so he was like really kind of like disappointed in the fan reaction for his like debut because so nobody knew was that was that was the announcement of him yeah. as a role they did right. not publicly state that he was going to do it why would he so. say reprising his role <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a, he shut that down I, mean, so, I don't think he's, 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 he's part of the incredible he's, he's part know? of the problem he's part of but nobody told him like when he went out there like nobody was like hey just don't say this thing like <laughs> What are you talking about? He never watched The Incredible Hulk. He's in the movie. <laughs> you know, he's, in, he's never seen <laughs> he's it. He's never seen it. Oh, man. All right, let's talk future of the franchise. Doesn't remember his day on set. Um, <laughs> should there have been a sequel to this? No. No, not I don't this one. No. A continuation of the MCU, yes, but not a sequel no, to The Incredible Hulk. Nope. Um, even I still I still don't really care about a World War Hulk movie. I'm still right? surprised I, they made the What If episode. Yeah. Even referencing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what would you like to see in the future? <laughs> Iron Man 2. <laughs> well, I think you, no, you I, mentioned so I, if World they do anything War, with the Hulk, Hulk. I didn't say World War Hulk, Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk. Thank you. I uh, <laughs> I want Planet Hulk, and I think they're going to do that. I think that seems like the direction they're going. Um, you don't just have Hulk 
disappear into the stars and then have a son and, and during She-Hulk and then come back with this kid and not do Planet Hulk. I mean, that's where they're going. Yeah. So I hope that's what they do. What about you? I want to see that the the, um, the side characters utilized well. I, I don't want them back just for the sake of being back. I hope they actually do something in a New World Order. And uh, with respect to the Hulk stuff, yeah, I want Planet Hulk. I, I want them to really do something because they're fleshing out the Hulk verse within the yeah. MCU. And we, you know, we have She-Hulk, we have Hulk's son, we have Hulk. We might get Red Hulk <laughs> soon. So, like, do something interesting with it. Don't yeah. make it just weird offshoot now. Yeah. I'm still so surprised we haven't gotten a Red Hulk. Yeah. yeah. There's been rumors for a long I know, time about I know. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, like, I'm more interested in these side characters and also, like, seeing Hulk be kind of a guardian of, like, the MCU now. Kind yeah. of being him and Thor. I like the idea of them being the guys that have been around since the beginning and maybe not necessarily having their own movies, but kind of popping up every now and then in an Avengers movie or somebody else's movie or show and kind of just being this like i, I really like the dynamic between him uh, on and, and, and she hulk right and, and seeing that and and him training her and even though it's her you know showing him up and showing oh i'm you know i can do this and you can right. or whatever right. um you know because women you know whatever but uh <laughs> that's offensive uh, <laughs> There we go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, how people didn't like that because you can't have strong women in Marvel movies. Ron's woke, opinions. Woke, woke, just killed Marvel. Uh, woke, just killed Marvel. Woke, just killed comedy, too. Did you know that? Because yeah. why can't we get a Hangover 4? Where's the Hangover Part 4? <laughs> Thank you, Todd Phillips. Oh, man. <laughs> women killed comedy. Uh, but no, I want to see that. I want to see that, that inter- the, you know, the, the, those interactions with him and the other characters. Sure. What franchise star would you add to this franchise? Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so far, it's been easy. Don Cheadle, Mark that's Ruffalo. That's solid. Yeah, I, I, I can't top that. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Sure. Um, all right, let's rank these movies. We have two movies. Easy. Pretty easy. Um, so starting at number two, what's uh, what's number two? Uh, the Incredible Hulk. Yes. Yep. And uh, what's Agreed. number one? Iron Man. Iron Man. Okay. Well, do you guys have any um, any closing comments on this uh, this movie? Anything <laughs> Look, you guys I, want to say? I, I know I I really don't like this movie. I mean, <laughs> I kind of have said it. I don't like this movie. I I watch it for continuity purposes. I watch it because we had to for this one. This was kind of the week I was least looking forward to because I just I know how I feel about this movie going in. I watched it and I still just walked out going, yeah, I still don't care about this. I still really don't care for this movie. Um, I'm glad it's over. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad uh, I don't have to watch this movie again for a long time, and I'm excited to get to Iron Man 2. Yeah. Yeah, I think this movie is never as bad as I remember it when I see it again, but it's certainly not one I'd go out of my way to see. No, no. Um, So, you know, continuity-wise, you watch it, you move on to the rest of the phase, which is much stronger, um, and, uh, you know, I'm excited for the next one. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting, too, you know, as we move forward. I'm excited to, to do that, but, yeah, it's... It's something that you know, like I said, you watch it for the rewatches. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, you know, I find enjoyment out of it. I don't, I don't hate it. I'm not, you know, whatever. Um, this one was a little, it was a little bit of the rougher watch yeah. than some of the other. I've, I've in the past, I have genuinely enjoyed. When this movie came out, I actually enjoyed this movie. I think initially more than I enjoyed the original Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But as I matured, uh, you know, I, wow. I enjoyed Iron Man more, obviously. Yeah. Um, huh. You know. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why, but that was yeah. at the time. I guess I just, I remember having a little bit more. Maybe it was because, like. I'm glad you've matured. I, I think sometimes I, I go for, like, the underdog. 
Sure. And it was the movie that wasn't getting as much attention. I sure. think it was like, oh, everybody loves Iron Man. Norton's so. a classic mm-hmm. underdog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who would ever appreciate the genius that is Edward Norton and his his rewritten you were, you, were, you were that guy in 2008. You're going, you guys just don't get the genius of the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> he rewrote the he rewrote that movie. Did you know that? Everyone's saying That's you're going. His movie. Every you. <laughs> We went back to school and everyone's going, Ryan, but Iron Man's so good. He's sitting back going, yeah, but you just don't get the genius of the Incredible Hulk. Because <laughs> Luteria didn't even direct that movie. I bet you Norton did. Yeah. <clears throat> what but an yeah, insane film this is. It's, it's yeah, it's it's strange because we don't yeah, see... Yeah, I'm driving to the Arctic. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> it's in there. It's First in three there. minutes of the movie. Look it up. The Incredible Hulk. And I'm, sure it's on, I'm sure oh, it's sure on it YouTube. Is. I'm sure it is. Sure oh my God. Dude, 70 minutes. 70 I, minutes. We lost over that. I want to talk, talk about that real quick. 70 minutes in the deleted scenes. It feels somewhat important. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's insane. 70 minutes. It's amazing it even made and sense. And 50 of it is union negotiations. It is. <laughs> I love that movie. Give me the one shot. Just give me a good give hour of union negotiations. Union negotiations. Oh, they go wrong. He tries to kill see, himself again. Yeah, I want to see. I want to. <laughs> I would see the rise and fall of the friendship he had with the bald guy, yeah. and then why the bald guy doesn't like him anymore right. because he wouldn't commit to the sixty-minute lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just do forty-five. We should do the bald 45. guy was pissed. Yeah, he was so mad. I I want to see them go back to to go back to uh, Brazil. Uh huh. And I want to go back to the factory. Now it's thriving. Mm. Now it's like you it's want to see a thriving, factory. A thriving factory. Well, they could get into the whole gentrification debate. <laughs> yeah, we really we can really jump. He into can't even afford an apartment there anymore. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I want to see a Marvel Zombies episode with a bald guy as a zombie. I could see that happening. Oh man, oh, man. yeah. Uh, no, but it, it, that's insane that they could have. It, like, I I get filming like in, in Iron Man. There are deleted scenes, and there's one scene like uh, that's just. Uh, mili- military, military men, like the armed services, doing their rifle salute. It's a like three-minute, five-minute scene of just them doing that. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that entire five-minute scene is not going in the movie. Yeah. But they filmed. They probably didn't want to be disrespectful and disrupt their routine. Just give us thirty seconds. So they let them do the whole routine, and they would cut it down for a quick snippet or whatever. I get filming more than what you need, but seventy minutes 70 of deleted minutes. scenes. Yeah. Is a lot. That's too much. It's too much. And it, it, a lot of that stuff did not seem like that. So yeah, that's a lot what of. Are, what are most? A lot of it, a lot of it. A lot of it's Samson. A lot of it is Ty Burrell talking about this. There's they play up the jealousy that he has uh-huh. with him and and Betty. Uh-huh. Um, they show that he slept on the couch that day in the house oh, when Norton's there because he's like, I just thought it was easier for everybody. There's a lot of there's a lot of scenes they they flesh out him turning on them and selling Norton uh, Banner out to uh, mm. the to the general a little bit more yeah so like they play that up a little bit a little bit more and okay a little bit more jealousy and kind of I guess because Samson is from what I understand a villain in the comics I guess they play up the darker side of time that's like that's like the villain side a little, of bit, a little bit yeah, yeah. can't wait so. for him to come back in the New World Order. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Samson's back. Kang's di- Kang Dynasty. Kang's Dynasty. With um, maybe Jonathan Majors? We'll see. <laughs> want to gloss on that again? Want to oh, wax man. poetic on that Let's again? Let's do another 30 on that. Let's do another 30 on that. It's Jonathan a good conversation, man. Let's see what happens. All right. Uh, I will. Are we good to close this out then? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm All ready. Right, that's going to bring us to the end of another episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Tony as always. Big thank you to our dear friend Andrew for joining us. Thank you for being here. Thank you again. We really enjoyed it. And um, we appreciate everybody for the support. 
Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. It's Franchise Me, just one word. And you can send us an email, FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. Give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Give us your feedback so we can get better each week. Also, check out our bonus series, A Year in Franchises, where each episode we break down all the franchise movies in a year. Don't forget to check out our website, FranchiseMePodcast.com, where you can see all of our episodes. Make sure you come back next week as we want our bird and talk about Iron Man 2.